time of the week again. Prepare yourself for the surveyors of saws, the sultans of spaghetti, the whispers in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What's Your Spaghetti Policy Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Jacob. I'm working on the background, right? Yeah, that's fine. Just go ahead and work. I'll work. Walk. You guys talk. I'll work. Yeah, we'll just it. go ahead and do that. Um, <laughs> every once in a while, we we come across uh, somebody on the internet or Twitter, and you think, "Damn, this is really good." Because like, there's you know, there's so many independent podcasts out in the world. Because like, everybody can start one, right? Everybody so, has one. Like I have all these ideas of like, as like, if I could do it, I would do like six or seven podcasts a week, but you know, I have a job and a family and all these other things that I can't do. Um, and I don't get paid for any of it. So it makes it even harder. But then you come across, I'm not exactly sure how this all transformed. Like you jumped into a group that this podcast is on, uh, where like, we kind of like share ideas and like promote each other or whatever. Um, but I listened to this podcast and was blown away. And like, I, I give praise to people, but like, I'm not shitting you when I say it was one of the best podcasts I had ever listened to. And I was extremely envious because I had pitched ideas to friends before about if I was to ever do a video game podcast, everyone does the whole, like they recap and like, you know, it's hard to compete with people like IGN and game and GameSpot and stuff like that, because they have, they have the audience to reach more people but I always had an idea to, because I love stories in video games. That's one of my favorite things. Single player narratives is like what I live for. And I, this podcast was taking the last of us and going from the start to the finish and literally just talking and deep diving and respecting the story and everything about it. And then, so I was like, Oh my God. So I went back and checked the other one. I was surprised to find out that you had only had like two or three at that point um but we i had thrown some praise your way and then we kind of just started talking and spitballing and the snowball starts rolling i was like six months ago i don't know you kind of lose track of time in in this this quarantine era um all the days run together but i think it was probably like maybe like three months ago but was god it? it feels like a year doesn't it, it? yeah so long it really ago. really was <laughs> Um, but anyways, we don't typically do introductions. I said that before we started because we're not very good at it. Um, but we are going to, that's sort of one, but Amy from the, my gaming fiction addiction podcast, and also IGN has joined us in spaghetti town today. So welcome. We've, uh, we've, we've been trying to orchestrate something for a while, but then you moved Mm. I guess it's mainly my fault, bros. No. I got I got nah. super busy. No, that's what I'm saying. Life happens, you know. It's all but good. Life you're also like literally five hours ahead of us in the future, mm. and so trying to orchestrate a time in which we could do this uh, was also kind of a pain. But like, uh, you're also a little busy, kind of like you know. In case anyone doesn't know, there's a bunch of new consoles that just came out. Oh man, yeah. Seriously, I the last time okay. I was thinking about this the other day. Really? Huh? What? You have a console? Well, not for you. No well, PS5 for you. Yeah. 
Is it, are you in the naughty corner? Are you not getting one? No, Santa you. Been told? You. Oh, me. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, well, this is, this is the ironic thing. We're in the future, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm five hours ahead of you guys, but I don't get a PS5 for another like week. What the yeah. fuck gives? Well, that's ridiculous. That's and that bullshit. you would think the future would be able to solve this, but you know, five hours in the future, I guess, doesn't, doesn't, they don't, don't have flying cars there. Right? They do, so. they do. Yeah, oh. they have flying cars. They've just been invented in the last 20 minutes. Oh. Um, and <laughs> so we also, I was saying to Alex earlier, we have women with eight tits. Uh, dogs ridiculous. have five <laughs> legs. It's um, very fifth element. Yeah, very fifth element. Uh, this the only, is the world I'm living had, in, but no PS5. So. That's crazy. Three in total recall, I think, right? Yes. So. In the Look at Jacob with a reference video. I had yeah. no idea you knew. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's the only reason I know that about that movie is because there's three boobs in that movie. Of course. Right? Of, course of course it is. Have you guys ever heard of a band called Busted? I think they're very British. Probably not. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Oh man, they had a, a song called Year 3000 and all the women in that video had three tits. Oh. I'll send you, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. That would be great. Let bop. me go ahead and write that down. It's a bop. <laughs> it's a bop. <laughs> <laughs> so. All about going to the year 3000. When do you, when do you get yours? Hopefully uh, launch day. I'm, I'm thinking maybe like the day before. It completely depends because we've had um, just as big an issue really getting hold of them um, as I think some of the um, just the general public. I mean, I if it wasn't for my job, I don't think I'd have a PS5. Probably not for like another few weeks yeah. because they are like gold dust at the moment. And, oh my gosh, uh, and scalpers keep buying them up. Everybody, like, yeah. uh, they said they went live and the scalpers bought like almost half their supply and now they're yeah. selling for like $1,200 on eBay and stuff like that, which is oh, another man. conversation for another day. It's so, uh, that's so irritating, but that is capitalism for you. It's like you're so buying a product low at low price and selling it at a higher price, you know? So. Yeah, it infuriates me. It's kind of the same deal. I don't know if it happens as much in the States, but it's a huge thing over here where people buy shitloads of gig tickets, right? So okay. they just like eat up like all the seats mm-hmm. and then sell them off at three times the price. And yep. it's got to the point where like, you just can't go and see like your favorite artist or your favorite band anymore because you can guarantee that when they go on sale, some twat's going to be there buying them all <laughs> and then like selling them for like quadruple the price. It's stupid. Well, they have a lot of bots on there that they automatically like hit all the sites and like purchase it. And it's yeah. just like, so yeah. that's why like, thing, yeah, the same thing happened with the 3080 or like Nvidia's, oh, yeah. Nvidia's new graphics card. Literally they had mm-hmm. this one, this one guy who in response to them making bots that bought the, bought the graphics cards, he made a bot that would go to their eBay, uh, eBay uh, select or what do they call when you put it on eBay? They're, they're things Auction. on eBay or what, auctions on eBay. And then <laughs> I was trying to think, okay. What's uh, the word for putting something up for sale? But he created a bot that then bid really high on all their graphics cards. So essentially like re- rendering their like auctions null because it would just say, hey, I'm going to pay $20,000 for this and then never follow through. So, so they couldn't sell. Uh, there's what? a thing in the eBay community called snipers. And so what they do is one person will put something up for sale and then they have a buddy that goes in and like, bids on a high price constantly when it's almost ended so that way it oh. their friend will drive it up drive the price up and if it doesn't sell at the price they want since it's a friend they can resell it because they can say that that person didn't pay for it so Cheeky yeah bastard. oh yeah it's, it's awful it's like <laughs> yeah ebay is like it's a blessing but it's 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 man you gotta it's have a double-edged sword ebay sounds like why well, we can't have nice things That's oh 100 so mm-hmm. i mean but they also you know some of these places like you know Ticketmaster you're talking about like 
you know, yeah. gigs and stuff. They put in these things like you get put in a queue and you only have so much time to buy it. And then you have to like authorize like two step, two factor authorization. So it kind of like helps fight those bots. And then you have those stupid recapture things that are like a pain in the ass. Mm. Cause then like you're just sitting there clicking. It's like click all yeah, the images yeah. that only have a bus and you just keep yeah. clicking and clicking. Can you find all 10 of the traffic lights? Yeah. yeah okay, exactly. Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Can you find Waldo? And it's like, ah, <laughs> I don't have no time. Yeah. Um, I guess I should uh, preface by saying that there will be a lot of video game talk on this naturally, but it won't be exclusive to that. Um, so, you know, we typically talk about like everything. So, yeah, uh, no, I'm excited. It's good. It's actually quite nice to not be talking about solely games. Yeah, like yeah, obviously, right? you know, live and, live and breathe it and love it. But um, <laughs> I've got the muck rib on my list for you guys oh, today. Oh, shit. Which we're, I'm excited to hear more about. So, uh, yeah. Uh, don't. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's all you need to know. It's um we talked about it a little bit but like people yeah, just yeah. get over it man and i don't i've never had one i don't love mcdonald's you've never had one you've never actually tried one i've never had one and i don't think jacob has either i um, haven't and yeah. i got that's the thing is like i guess december 2nd when it comes out here i'll have to go and pick up one just to be like because i feel like it's 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 not good for me to sit here and talk shit about it whenever i haven't ever had one so it's kind of like yeah. you know well, i haven't tried it so i'm gonna go out and try it and then i'm gonna talk mad shit about it jacob yeah. is a human <laughs> garbage garbage disposal he'll eat anything at least once at least yeah. once um when we first started this podcast the popeye's chicken sandwich like drove it was like the number one trending thing on twitter and so like mm. it was impossible to find one it was like an hour wait to go in and they sold out like it's like how do you sell out a chicken like you're a chicken yeah. place oh man and so but like that was one of the few items like fast food items that literally lived up to the hype to me like it was amazing i'll give but, you that one it did live up to the hype it was I think. so and good it, ended up, it actually ended up being really good and then like you know people threw a fit because it's like well they they made limited quantities on purpose so it's like yeah because hmm. that's the thing if like you if that free social media advertising is what drove it up and then like i can only imagine how like big and how much their stocks raise over like a fucking chicken sandwich but it was good oh, totally yeah if they make it sought after people naturally want it don't exactly they? which kind of is you know piggybacking off the the console thing like it's not new that like a new console comes out then it's hard to find like that's nothing new they always kind of like give those limited shipments but i feel like it's a little harder because of covid and yeah. you know because i honestly thought back in like june i was like there's no way these consoles are coming out this year there's no way no no, no. absolutely I, yeah I and i think i think as well like one of the things i was i was going to say is that um you guys mentioned about being the first ones to kind of own it like a day one customer yeah. essentially like i if it wasn't probably for my my career at the moment and my job at ign i don't think i would be getting one now just generally like regardless of like how gold does they just to are kind of like, avoid the for the bugs and stuff yeah because yeah. it's kind of like the space race you know like yep. like alex was saying they both want them out for a certain time and they're competing against each other so you're naturally going to have lots of corners cut i mean not in like massively noticeable ways I mean, oh yeah for sure the smoking thing that's hit headlines this week is obviously oh, which is fake by the way which is all it's fake totally yeah. fake it's they're totally having problems fake. but it's not with the smoking it's like and then they had to tweet out that hey don't oh, Oh my because god! Because I, I was sitting there watching the guy so do it, funny. and I was thinking there is so much water vapor in that smoke or in that vape or whatever, and it's just gonna—it is ripping your innards of your Xbox Series X into shreds right now. I love I the sarcasm in that Xbox post where they were just like, "We can't believe we have to say this, <laughs> but please don't blow smoke into." I your know this morning the only like major issue that I've heard of with the PS5 is not to put it in sleep mode because it bricks your console. 
It could. Oh, it could. Yeah. It's not like yeah. a, a huge problem, but like because it's like yeah, a right yeah. problem with the hard drive. And it was said the one guy that I remember saying something about it is that because he didn't address it quick enough, that it just mm. it just he it was dead on it was dead within like an hour or two of him putting it. Which on. sucks yeah. because I always put mine in rest mode. So, but I saw it late last night and I was like, well, I'll just turn it off for now. But to your point, mm. I have. I have owned every console since the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. Everything mm. except for a Wii U. It was the only one I didn't get because right. why would you, right? And <laughs> it's a I, Wii U. Why wouldn't you? I can't think of a console that I've gotten on launch day outside of mm. the PlayStation Vita. But there's a, there's a story. Yeah. There's a reason why I got a Vita because I was going on vacation and like it hit in February and I was going out of the country in March and it was like perfect for a plane ride, you know, whatever. But I typically, I was looking back, I'd posted on Instagram when I got the PS4 and it was about six months after it had launched, which is typically, you know, and I, the reason I chose, I wanted a PS5 is because my PS4, I never upgraded to a pro. I still have like my first PS4. Mm-hmm. I did put my own, uh, um, internal hard drive in it because it was the thing which it's a whole I'm fixed, about, about to get into the next part of that um, <laughs> I can tell yeah. I can tell the story that yeah and so it, it like the last like six games that I played on the PS4 whether it was Days Gone, Control, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima like all of those I had to play with a headset because my PS4 was like a jet engine and I thought it was just going to explode to be fair my partner's he's got the same one you run about the, the very first one the, the one that looks yep. a bit like a wafer yeah yep. Um, yeah, my partner's got the same one and it sounds like it's going to take off. The other day, yeah. I actually came downstairs and went, have you left the washing machine? And he went, no, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the PlayStation so 4. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and the yeah. so far, so you have an Xbox, right? I've got an Xbox Series X. Yeah, I've got, I've always had all the consoles similar to you. I've always had all of them, but I've never got them on day one. And like I say, for kind of space race sort of reasons, I am never normally an advocate for getting them straight away because I think let them work out those kinks, let them sort out those little things. Ever since like, you know, the sort of early days of consoles, you've had the red rings of death, the yellow lights of death, all that stuff. And when I worked at game, which I actually did, like the I, you guys have game in the states, obviously, don't you? Like the hardware. we have, well, we have we have GameStop, is GameStop, it? Is that... yeah, we have GameStop. Yeah, 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 that's it. I was gonna say it's the same same okay. company. I was wondering what game was, yeah. and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm I am aware because I am cultured, unlike Jacob. Uh, oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's you know, basically I've GameStop. Into a GameStop. I've been into yeah. a GameStop before. Well, there so. you go. You've basically been to a game, Jacob. Yeah. It's the same okay. thing. Um, but yeah, we have them in in here in in the uh, UK, and yeah, I actually worked there um during the last console switchover between generations, and the amount of people who bought in their playstation 4s and xbox ones with faulty issues that had them on day one it really put me off it like i spent so much of my time in the back just basically tech support like fixing broken hardware oh my god so i do think yeah it's it's always good to to wait um and sort of just wait for them to because they're never normally big issues but just get them to smooth out those snags because there are things they can't possibly test that suddenly, you know, your kid who's got it on for eight hours a day in his bedroom is going to reveal that Absolutely. they didn't know were going to be problems with you it. You can stress mm-hmm. test it to death, but there's always going to be some weird anomaly. I mean, just look at Bethesda games. You know, they stress test the hell out of those, and there's always glitches that they still don't fix ten years later. Always, in Skyrim. yeah. I mean, that's what that's adds to the charm in Skyrim. Does it, you're, you're falling down a cliff, and all of a sudden you get stuck in some crevice and you can't move, and it's it's great. It's well, that reminds me, we were playing. Uh, Jacob doesn't play a lot of single player games. So on Hardly our any. Yeah. on our Twitch, we always always like we play something for him and mm. we were playing Dead Space. And I mean Dead Space has been out Ooh. for like 15 years. 
Oh, it's a and classic, was, though. And he was trying to rush through a section, and he's like, these doors are taking forever. And I'm like, well, that's because it's called oh, loading. Yeah. And he literally yeah. opens the door and falls through the level on the street. <laughs> <laughs> after, like, a second after you said that, I open the door, and it's nothing but blackness, and I fall all the way down. And it was, was perfect so for stream, though. It was great. Oh, that um, is one thing I'm so looking forward to about the next generation is the doing away with those loading screens where oh. the game puts you in an elevator and it's like, oh, you're in this elevator for a bit of exposition and story. And you're like, no, I'm not. I'm in this elevator yeah. because you're loading the background. <laughs> I you're can, rendering everything. I, I'm curious about how, how it is on the Xbox because I know it's got the quick resume, but my experience so far with the PS5, I've only played about four things. The first thing I fired up was MK11 because I'm a huge mm. MK fan. And it like when you pick your fighters they do like an animation well the ps5 is so fast that they don't even finish their animations on the fight screen no way yeah, it loads just like super fast and it runs you know it runs super smooth um mm. i played all through astro's playhouse which was like i can't believe it was free it was like one of the better 3d platformers that i have apparently ever it's really well um it's great with the um haptic feedback oh my it? gosh yeah because like what was it like like it was the first it's like a really good like it's it's more than a tech demo because it's like four hours long if you do like yeah. it has like but like it adds a lot of pressure and then like the the microphone and the vibrations it's not just it's really hard to explain how well it's done but yeah. like i've the first thing i noticed because i had fired up miles, miles morales first and then like when you're on the subway at the beginning it's like very faint and like you can hear it in the in the microphone but like it's very faint like as if you're going over like the tracks and then you get out and stuff like that but like when you're swinging with miles there's a little bit of tension in the trigger uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's one of the things i'm most excited about oh, is yeah. the adaptive like, triggers because you can't see that in a video can you you have no. to get hands on with yeah, it yeah it's really and it's hard to explain too like until you feel it like le it's legit like the dual sense controller is like legit i was thinking um the the game bug snacks they have free on playstation 5 it does the same thing where you're like you put down the trap and like the button i was trying to press it and it was giving me like resistance or whatever and i was like okay this is weird like is it broken that i realized like oh no you just have to press it harder so it's really it's yeah it really is like yeah a it does feeling. kind of it's it's ah. a little disorienting at the at first because you're like you're, you're used to hitting the triggers and like it goes all the way down mm, like mm. There's one part in that Astros thing where like you're climbing, you're in a monkey suit and you're climbing. And if you hit it all the way down, the thing breaks. So you have to oh. barely touch it to like, like, like if you were playing Uncharted, basically. Yeah. Like you were climbing the rocks kind of thing. That's so like, amazing. So yeah, it's, it's sensitive to how much pressure you're yes. putting on it. Yeah. It's, it's, oh. it's wild. Like it's, it's something that like everyone has talked about, but like, you can't really write about that. Like you can just, I can describe it, but until you feel it in your hands, I was hoping that like, eventually down the road when you're playing something like they they like redo this haptic and like mm -hmm. when it's snowing in the game your controller gets cold or if like you're in like oh my gosh you're in hell and how, it cool gets hot. how awesome would that be That'd be that tight. would be that i would could be see sick. controllers exploding because <laughs> it gets your, too hot it's it's like, the oh, shit okay. out of the battery life too is it meant to be smoking am i in a smoky area right <laughs> yeah, now right? it's like oh my, oh my gosh. gosh and then it's like the, it's like the theaters and you get there and like all of a sudden you dive into the water and it squirts you with water in the face and you're like you oh what have is that like before everything shut down yeah i was gonna ask you guys how are your 40x cinemas because we have them and i haven't been to one yet we get the punches in the back it actually feels like you're being stabbed in the back. Like, oh, yeah. kind of, do you like that? Like, what do you have? Ragnarok. Uh, we have um, we got Cineworld. We've got yeah. View. We've got uh, Odeon is our big one, and um, 
oh god what's the other one uh we have sort of like independent cinemas here okay. as well um but yeah it literally i sat through thor ragnarok and it literally feels like you're being thrown around and every now and again you'll just get punched in the back of the chair it's not actually like pleasant <laughs> it's after like 20 minutes you're like can i just watch the film Leave me they came back to you and you're like they heard you say that and they're like actually that that doesn't happen that was actually just somebody punching yeah, you in the back like, some little kid just it. kicking you in the back kidney kidney punching you every few we days. have yeah. um we have regal regal cinemas and the headquarters is actually here where we live uh we live in the headquarters like it's just no, i'm just kidding yeah. um, <laughs> it's so weird that you say that we're actually living we're in actually the yeah we're live yeah, in the, i'm in wow, the basement okay. of of the no i'm just kidding um but we have one i have actually never been to one i don't really go to the theater that often because it's just like people and like i can't even think now and plus like the the time from like theater to like digital is like three weeks these days or it was before all the shutdown so it's kind of like eh, unless it's like a marvel movie or something that i really want to see i'm just like i don't and i've got a kid too so it's just like you got to find a babysitter yeah of course yeah so i mean i can't it's gonna be hard to imagine after all this is done, mm. how theaters are going to be? Because, I mean, you had the whole thing with like Mulan where it's like, hey, you just pay 30 bucks, which is at at yeah. the front. It's like, oh, well, that's a lot of money, but not really. You get your own snacks. So, yeah. yeah you, do, you, do you guys think this will be in some ways the, the death of theater and probably. stuff? Probably. I mean, it was yeah. already struggling, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're right. As far as know, the insider information as I have, it's like they, they're struggling. I know AMC was like literally on death's doorstep and uh, but since they announced the vaccine, they had, they already had like a couple offers to be like, Hey, let's just buy you out and get this stuff rolling again. But um, yeah, it's just, unless something happens like recently or soon or whatever. Yeah. There's just going to be, you know, there's too much for them to pay back and not enough money coming in. So they, they have to find some sort of way to get around the fact that having people in the theaters. So I was thinking like streaming services and whatnot, bringing the movies to your house, but yeah. It doesn't look good for them. No, so. no, you're, right. you're absolutely right. I had I had this thought the other day because, like you say, it's you know, it, it's the experience of going is nice. Mm-hmm. But if they're just going to bring all of the all of the stuff to you, then why would you spend like you know? And it's not even just a case of paying for a ticket, but everything's overpriced when you get there. Whereas you could just go to like a you know get food from a convenience store or you something. Buy M and M's for a dollar eighty eight. Yeah, exactly. Go get a, uh, store. You can just pop down and get a Cornetto from the shop, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what we do. I <laughs> know. Oh, what is it? So it's a cornetto. Okay, so one of my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time is Shaun of the Dead. And one of so, mine too. One of mine too. So I've told this to Jacob before, but he doesn't listen. So the whole <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End is called the Cornetto trilogy. A cornetto is basically what is what would be a nutty buddy or a drumstick in the states except yeah. you got there's no there's nothing on top right it's just vanilla ice cream with like strawberry or i guess mint or chocolate like swirl in it right it depends which one you get if you get the um the chocolate hazelnut one that's actually got like some chopped nuts on top and like a little bit of chocolate and stuff but yeah most of the time they are just um like a kind of swirled like you say like strawberry uh there's strawberry there's mint there's classic um but yeah it's so great that you talk about Shaun of the Dead because Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite films and it does it does really show British culture (laughs) like it's exactly what it's like we do just go to the pub and wait for everything to blow over (laughs) it's so great it's so great um piggybacking off that i was gonna ask you what is the most culturally like accurate film of british culture 
That's a really good question. I think, I, I do think Shaun of the Dead is up there for sure. I think the conversations that they have in Shaun of the Dead, it's like Edgar Wright is one of my favorite oh, directors. The best. The he's best. so incredible and he's great because he really understands like the pointless conversations that happen in society and he, he's able to really bring those to life in a really entertaining way. And I'll never forget the Shaun of the Dead bit that sticks out is when Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are talking about uh, dogs can't look up and they have this entire debate about why dogs can't look up uh, and moments like that and it's just it's so funny because it's the kind of thing you'd hear over here in, in like a pub in, in London like people so it's, it's basically our podcast is basically what it is yeah <laughs> absolutely oh you you guys totally are yeah it's it's great it's but just that imagine kind of, them having our podcast playing in a pub or something like that oh and just like just have like it's just have ambiance in the background like oh okay it's just these two guys sitting here talking about i don't know ball sacks or something yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> but that's it you see you guys are already honorary brits because that's it we 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 find like a real magic in the mundane put it that way oh, and i think it's that whole like you know the, the small talk that no one really talks about movies are often very hollywoodized and i think that was that really nailed it sean dead really nailed it um i'd also say uh there's a movie i'm trying to think Wells. There's a movie called The Boat That Rocked, which wasn't received massively well, but I think it's quite underrated. But that is all about rock music in the 60s. It's got an absolutely banging soundtrack. It's full of like the Rolling Stones and like Seekers and stuff like that. That's quite British again, because it's very just like the humor is all very like ball sacks and dick jokes and stuff yeah, but done great. in a very sort of subtle you know sort of the borderline of the borderline of like smutty and posh almost yeah um so yeah i definitely say that's a good one but how but about yeah, the, the uh, what about snatch oh snatch i was talking to somebody about snatch today i absolutely love snatch i do too Snatch is such a oh it's great it's one of those films where it's, it's actually kind of a film where nothing really happens yep. <laughs> but at the yep. same time everything happens like <laughs> literally and it's so, super yeah. quotable too it is it is it 100 is yeah and i actually last night i was watching um uh, i don't know whether you guys feel the same way about this but i was watching the big lebowski last oh night my god. Oh, oh my god me. and you got it, it. it almost makes me think of like it, it, i feel like that and snatch are very similar in the way that they're so quotable yep. and it's one of those films where again the plot is crazy but somehow the heroes are the same at the end as they were at the beginning yeah, there's, like yeah. they're in the same place yeah it's such yeah it's it's such a weird take on like that the just the, the hero's journey or whatever where it's just like yeah. they end up just being chill at the end like oh okay cool like, this is great yeah. well that happened <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> it's like they go back i would i would describe the big lebowski as how my demeanor is towards things like where it's just like i'm just gonna eh it's he's cool. very much the dude and i'm very much walter i was literally gonna ask <laughs> which the fuck of up donnie which of you? <laughs> I'm, I'm literally walter i fly off the handles about the most stupidest shit that does not matter <laughs> this like, is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Yeah, exactly. Just, you want a toe? Like, eh. I can get you a toe. Three o'clock with paint. <laughs> I'm not that crazy, but like, it's like his his whole demeanor and how he's just like, you know, it's like don't don't mess with me on Saturday. Like I got I'm I'm it's Shamus it's Shabbos. I'm not doing anything. So it's like I'm not bowling <laughs> on Wednesdays. No, sorry, I'm busy. So um, I was trying uh, to think of what it, like Shaun of the Dead was kind of my like I mean it came out in 2004. But I was, I mean, I was 14 then. So, like, I had known about it, but it was really my gateway into, like, British culture because, like, I watched that and then realized that, oh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost had done Spaced. And so I went mm. back and watched Space, and then, like, 
the entire movie of Shaun the Dead is based off of Resident Evil 2 episode that they did. And it's like, oh, yeah. wow. So then obviously, you know, and then like fell in love with that, you know, Mighty Boosh and then... <sighs> yeah Yeah. Um, mighty boost is one of the things you know you guys mentioned on your questions like what things do you think are underrated um in the uk that should be bigger in the us and i i remember seeing noel fielding doing an interview about uh the mighty boosh in the us and everybody was just like so you were in a band and he's like not exactly but we did go on tour and (laughs) they're like so you were in a band and he's like no but it's like not a real band yeah it's such a bizarre (laughs) concept but it's it's yeah mighty boosh is great um I, I'm trying to think of what else. Have you seen the IT crowd? Oh my God, yes. I mean, everybody a, talks about it, but I haven't gotten great. around to watching it. I, okay. Jacob, it's great. They it's did. So funny. Didn't they do? They came back and did like a one off episode, right? It was like a Christmas yeah. special kind of finale. I think yeah. it hit Netflix. The problem with stuff is like the stuff that's on like BBC One and Two, like doesn't come over mm. here until like nine, six months. One of my favorite shows of all time is Peaky Blinders amazing oh, yeah uh, isn't it though and i try to tell everyone about yeah. it just, he's, he's legitimately told me that i need to watch it at least a hundred times and i, well, my, I keep getting around to it but birmingham, i just never do it so my partner's from birmingham so he gets oh my the gosh yes <laughs> literally like tom hardy's my favorite actor and i think that <sighs> he, he as alfie solomons is the greatest thing he's ever done he's brilliant he's, he's got some so really good, good lines i will so say the good. lines that you show me and the lines the clips that you send me like they're always so good like i love him mm. he's a very good character actor for sure yes definitely obviously sherlock uh sherlock's great yeah i don't i know i don't really like doctor who i don't get it yeah, Doctor no, who's kind yeah. of hit or miss i think the thing with doctor who as well is that there's so many iterations of it yeah. um i think like over here particularly like if we're sort of talking about tv um i think we tend to see doctor who as almost like do you like this doctor who or do you like that doctor who yeah. because the mm-hmm. whole thing isn't very cohesive right and obviously it keeps changing a lot so i remember watching the one with david tennant in it and thinking that was really good. But then the one after that, it was a bit shit. So Doctor Who's a strange one. Yeah. And he actually came from my hometown. So I was kind of like rooting for him as a doctor, but I didn't really like him. So um, yeah, I think Doctor Who is only really as good as the leading man. Um, or, or lady. Or lady. Yes. Of co- oh yeah. Of Although course. I heard a lot of outcry about the fact that like, oh, they're having a woman Doctor Who. And, and I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, there's get al- over there's yourselves. Always, like, there's oh, always it has to be a man. Be like, no, shut the hell up. It do can you do whatever they put in there. Same kind of false outrage that we have here <laughs> over stuff like it's people get yeah. so pissed off about things that do not matter yeah i think it's the same all over I, th- I don't think it's necessarily linked to any particular like place or state or i think it's just people who have one attitude that they think is correct because they've lived with it let it marinate in their brain for as long as they have um and they just refuse to get past it i mean this is something that um we've been i've been editing and last of us too and i think this is a big part of like the outrage and the hate behind that game was oh just God, that people yeah. were like well that's not right like she's a girl and she's really muscly and how come she's the lead character oh how come- there was it's just like, like this, but they, they can't be they like can't be gay and this can't be happening yeah. yeah exactly and the faults with the story were all faults around things like that they just felt weren't right as opposed to the actual like power so of the you i was gonna ask you when because it's been a, it's been a minute since you've had an episode oh god it's been insane <laughs> but again you've been busy you know it, yeah. it happens we just had to put it on hiatus in the end because I didn't want to rush something and make it shit. I'd rather just yeah, like that's great, and I love I love that. It's like don't yeah. don't don't rush it and it be like half ass. Like just take your time with it. Relax. Almost you like know, people, the whole entire video game industry should take that advice. 
No, not the video game industry. It's the it's the people that support the video games that they're playing. Like that won't just like that. They want that. It's the me me me. I need to have it now. It's, kind of. And it's it's just brings it up, up again. Of, you know, cyberpunk because cyberpunk's yeah. been delayed and you know a thousand times. And so yeah, like, yeah. people were like sending them death threats. And it's just like guys, just chill. And like, I think I don't know if you were the one who told me this, Alex, but I think I kind of agree with it. Whoever told me it is that I do think that if there was a way that if you were to send a death threat to some, to a company for not receive like we're not getting the game out, I don't think that you should be allowed to ever play that product i don't i think that they shouldn't mm-hmm. and i think that you might have brought it up alex I don't, but i don't think that you should be allowed because there's a point where it's like oh i get it it's about me you know i'm disappointed about it not coming out but the once you take the next step to send somebody a death threat it's like mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit like no you don't yeah. deserve to play this anymore you lost <laughs> you're your piece you, of shit <laughs> No, I just, it, it makes me so angry because it's exactly. like, you don't know what is going on at that company or what happened. Like it could have been something that just mm-hmm. completely destroyed the game whenever it comes out, but sit, you're sitting here sending them a death threat because you're upset. And it's just like, no, no, you shouldn't be allowed to play the game because you're just a piece of shit. Like get out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we said the exact same thing when we recorded Last of Us. We were talking a lot about uh, Laura Bailey getting death threats and because of ridiculous. her performance. It's bonkers. Like she plays a fictional character in a video game like god the world has so many more problems like it's like the people you? who get it's the people get upset at the the at a at a um, antagonist in a movie like game mm. of thrones like people who are who if, if somebody mm. was to send uh, joffrey the character to the play or the actor that plays joffrey a death threats because of how well he did the character in the game mm. and the, the show oh my god i'm having a stroke but it's like <laughs> it's just it's so his it's, heart rate's going up it is. I'm getting uh, so angry about it. And I'm, like, I'm sitting here like, oh, just, just quit being that way. Stop it. Stop existing like that. Like, that's not any mm-hmm. way to live. That's not, you shouldn't treat people like that to send the death threats over something that they had no control. Like, they're just doing their job. But then also mm-hmm. to the gaming industry, it's like, just stop it. Stop it all. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Shut it down. Stop being stop a it. dick. Stop it now. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck everybody, up, Donnie. Everybody exactly. just stop being a dick. Like, um, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away on your Last of Us Part Two, but to kind of deviate from it like a lot of people had like dumb complaints like oh this that and the other and obviously there's the maybe slight spoilers here but there's the part at the very you know within the first like hour that was like (gasps) and it's just like maybe i'm more rational than people but it's like that set in motion like without that big event happening that sets in motion everything that happens but like people wanted to say well that's very unlike joel and it's like well Mm -hmm. okay neil Druckmann wrote the both of them yeah oh so, yeah. like you can't say that something is against a character that literally the person who wrote it made it for the character yeah, yeah. exactly so, like, yeah yeah i completely agree and i think the thing like with because you mentioned game of thrones before like people hating on joffrey and stuff like the the reason i think that the ending of game of thrones was so um like divisive was because it was out of character suddenly characters that were behaving one way for the whole of the series like changed and like jamie lannister got a bit weird towards the end like it felt like the the writing was was rushed yeah yeah the character arcs were kind of miscued whereas like like you you're absolutely right Druckmann wrote that character and that is how they would behave like it it, just because you don't want that to happen like you wouldn't do that but they would but it's also like the argument I had is like, absolutely, Joel would do what he did because yeah. Joel has changed. And obviously, as you play the game, things between him and Ellie have changed. So his dynamic mm-hmm. is weird. And so he's no longer this, I mean, he's still that guy, but he's no longer this gruff, like super badass. He's trying to build this, help build this community and try to basically be like an, like a dad. And so all of that gets changed, obviously, because of events that happen. And then it's just like, I thought overall everything about 
part two was better except for the story. I enjoyed it. I liked the game a lot. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I felt like when it came out, I was in the minority, but I also felt like people didn't really play it. Mm, People played like the first two hours and were like, oh, it's shit. It's like, you know, I'm a big proponent that like, obviously you can like not have interest in something, but like, I don't think you can say something is shit if you've never actually going back to the McRib. Like you can't. Back to the McRib. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I'm just a big piece of shit. I'm here talking shit on the McRib and I haven't even tried one. Thanks guys. I'm going to go try one. I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab one. Um, But like, it was just like this outrage over it was seemed to be, again, I was talking about the false outrage. It was only, and it was just like, is it warranted? Like I didn't love Abby as a character. I mean, I didn't have any issues with her being super muscular. Like I didn't care, but like, I just didn't like her as a character. And like my, one of my issues with the story is, I, a, I thought it was too long, which is very, mm. you know, I felt like that's you know, a common complaint. That's a fair, that's a fair. Criticism. It goes like yeah. up this way, day three, and then it goes up day three, mm. and then you meet, and it's like, okay, I see where this is going. And then it's just mm. like cutscene, cutscene, 15 minutes, whatever. And then it's like, you have two hours left. And it's like, mm. was that the part in California necessary? Mm. I, you know, I don't know. It's not for me to, to say. Mm. I didn't, I didn't love it, but like, with Abby, some of my favorite moments in the series were with her. Like mm. I loved the the Rat King. That shit was terrifying. It was that was a Resident Evil boss. Wasn't oh my it? god, that it was, was so good. And like I'm playing with headphones and like I'm like sweating, like because I'm just, like <laughs> oh, it's dark. And, like like I it was one of the like few times I've had like super anxiety in a game because I was like I'm not going any further. I'm not. I'm done. Mm. Like I can't play this game because like. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. I'm going to have to fight this big gigantic monster creature. And like, he's going to come after me and I'm like, ah, but like that part was like legit. I thought the whole stuff on the Mm -hmm. Island and day three with Lev, like I like Lev, Mm -hmm. but like, I was like, it felt like padding to me. Like it didn't, Mm -hmm. I understood why, because like, obviously Ellie's doing something while you're gone and you're not there. Mm -hmm. I get that. But it was like some, like it felt, it didn't feel as tight as the first one, like from a story standpoint, but like, Mm -hmm. it's so much fun to play and that, you know, so I don't know again. No, I, f- I feel the same way. I think you've raised amazing points there. Like I, I preferred the first game. I do really like the second game. I think it, it was um, wonderfully provocative in the sense that like yep. it, it, to- it wanted to tell a story and it didn't really give a shit whether or not like people liked it or didn't yep. like it. And I think what you just did was incredible because unlike most of the internet, you managed to give it fair criticism about things that were due criticisms as opposed to people just latching on to other things like i don't like it because she's super muscular if there's anything that people take away from this podcast it's literally what you just said is that i'm brilliant (laughs) there you go oh have that for free and then i have yeah my criticisms are fair yeah well they are fair but that's the thing like Druckmann himself said there was a really good quote from Druckmann. i can't remember it word for word but it was something about we talked about it in the podcast but it was something about um you know if you we've put we've made this thing now and it's out there and if you hate it or you love it great it doesn't matter either way because we're we're happy with how it turned out right and we want an opinion like opinions are a spectrum you know what i mean like you're not supposed to if it all falls in one favor that's that's contrary to like what an opinion should be. Everyone should think about things completely on their own merit. So he wanted it to be something that got people talking. What he didn't want was Laura Bailey to get death threats and for loads of people to become just really bigoted. And or really the leak, like, the leak that yeah. happened in Paris. Well, the le- yeah, the leak was obviously really shit. That was a completely different thing. But like, yeah, the fact that so many people, this, this torrent of hate um, and prejudice is is not what a bad, like and you can allow to have a negative opinion of it. He sure. encourages that, which I think is really good because that's what opinion should be. 
Yeah, it's like hate me because the game was bad. Don't hate me because I did something that you're not you don't agree with. It's like you know, mm. just you because you're here. Or how about don't hate me? Just hate you. Maybe hate the decision or the direction. But yeah, which is another point that we've asked people before who we've talked to. It's like you love something, right? And mm. then things take a bit of a change. Mm. Do you feel as from your standpoint something that you like really like? Let's say like there's four or five. Um, like you you love this band and they have four or five albums that are really good and they all kind of sound the same but then they kind of deviate a little where is it from your perspective as a like from a fan why do fans feel like obligated or that like they own mm -hmm. something and i think that's a part of the problem with the internet is people like they love it and it's like they there's a sense of an entitlement yeah. within the community like you were talking about game of thrones like yeah definitely obviously game of thrones the ending wasn't as great but like also there's a lot of problems that went into that mm. i think that like the stuff with jamie and daenerys to me made sense but obviously it felt rushed because like you could see danny going on that trajectory mm. it was just like she did it really fast yeah and so just I think, needed more time yeah, absolutely was... but from your from your perspective how do you judge something that like you like and then like something changes and it's like well you know because there are you know there's people who are like i like this and but i don't like I, i'm a big mk fan so like the mm. i have told a bunch of my friends like the mortal kombat community is like one of the most toxic fan bases like in the world they're they're awful they hate everything and it's like the, there's a whole i'm sure you know about all about the melina stuff like every oh, time gotcha. like ed boone was like just badgered to death over melina and so she wasn't in and it's like people hate the story and it's like you know i love mk it's ridiculous all around so but it's like people are like well this is not um you know that's not this is not how it would go like i don't like sindel was good in the new timeline and then but she's actually a traditionally evil character and it's just like mm. i don't you can i don't know it's like you can not like something but to like absolutely hate something because they make like one or two decisions you don't like i don't know it's where yeah, I don't know. No, I don't I, really know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> no, I, I was going to say I, I, I do. I think I try to avoid toxic fanaticism in general. Yes. Like I feel as though what I love about games, movies, TV, bands, like they, they enrich my life in some way. And I think it, it is disappointing sometimes if I think it's most common with series because you follow something on a trajectory for so long, and then if it gets a bit crap, you're kind of like, oh, you man, you know, I was really enjoying that. They've ruined it now, and you do feel that bit of disappointment. Sure. But I think it's important to like not take away from the last three series, the last three albums, the last three games, um, and I think that's where this this toxic fanaticism comes from in that people you know they get angry at a decision made um and it they sort of don't see it as proportionate to how much it actually matters to them like if they didn't particularly agree with how this one character acted in one scene like that's that's fair that's their own opinion but they it, it's somehow that their opinion is somehow right um it, it's the confusing of fact and opinions i think right. people kind of go right this is exactly how it should have happened no buts no ifs uh so you've now done it wrong and they almost redirect that anger at the person who it's made a, it it's a false sense of ownership yes it is it's almost like well you've you've done it wrong because it's not what i think so and actually... that's that's the biggest problem it's like well it's mm. it's bad because i said so well do you have reasons why you think it's bad? Like, again, mm. like, let's talk about why you don't like it. Not just because, you know, you don't like what they did doesn't necessarily mean it as a whole that it's bad. Like you can not mm. like it, but like this, this, the general word that, oh, it's bad. Yeah. 
like i i personally i do not like breath of the wild and i get shit for it all the time like i think it's a really bad zelda game i think it's the most overrated game that has ever mm. been released i think it's extremely unfun i think the mechanics are bad like i can go on for days like i'm just saying i'm saying all yeah, this yeah. To, but that, that's that's an opinion and that's the correct beauty. yeah and like i get so much shit because i don't like breath of the wild and it's mm. like i do feel like some of that shit that you get though is more like they're just trying to post oh yeah they just in a yeah, sense. Sure. yeah. Because they know but, it's like, because <laughs> I know me and Shelby always bring it up. We always bring it up just to like, you know, bust your balls about it. Innocent. It's so not, again, not so much. It's like, oh, you know, you have a bad, wrong opinion or anything. It's like, it's no. We just and it's not again. I've, and I've told you this. It's not that I don't like open world games. It's that like Breath of the Wild has no story, no like direction in my, like it has like, um, it's like, it's very impressive on it's the a work at your own pace story. You go which way you want to go. But you know? even it's like, then, you it's just here, like, there, whatever. And I I hate, in every game I've ever played, weapon degradation. I hate it. I, I love Dead Rising in spite of the fact that it has weapon degradation. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't like that game mechanic. And well, it puts me off. realism. I mean, realism would say, oh, your weapon's going to eventually degrade over time. Mm-hmm. Just give me an option to but build it back up, I think. We, I don't thing. think we can talk realism when we're talking about Legend of Zelda. There's no. bird people flying around, and that's pretty stuff. realistic, honestly. <laughs> I see bird people all the time, and but it's just other people don't see them. So you know, I'm not a bird person. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's they um, met me in person. You just lift your arms and wings fly out, and it's like, oh my god, like this is crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's great. But that I think that is the beauty of like if everyone thought that way, if everyone was like, okay, cool. So you think this about Breath of the Wild? Cool. I think this about Breath of the Wild. Let's discuss it. Let's see what you don't like. What I think is contradictory to that and then kind of like have this metaphorical handshake at the end and yeah. be like cool we're still bros It'd be crazy if like, like we could do that yeah. in just life in we've general, had have different wouldn't opinions it be crazy and if come together respected each other's brains without i was like, gonna say <laughs> have, as a society yeah. we have lost the ability to have different opinions and have conversations everything is a matter of fact these days well i feel like that might be a u.s thing versus nah, I don't a know. worldly thing because i mean as far as i don't know i don't listen to anything outside of the u.s so i wouldn't know <laughs> But um, and strictly in the U.S., it's definitely gone downhill. I don't know about I know that U.K. had with Brexit happening. It was like a bunch of people were on one side and a bunch of people were on the other. And it was like there was no middle ground whatsoever as far as what I was hearing like on BBC and stuff like that. But BBNC. BBNC. Yeah. <laughs> the old the, BB and the C. <laughs> they've got all of the letters um, except for everyone except for BB. I guess they don't have all the letters now that I think about You've it. You've lost it. You lost yep, it. Yep. I lost it. I let it go. <laughs> Um, speaking of like differences, how has lockdown slash quarantine slash COVID been for you on your side of the world? So, I mean, it, it's been like, it's been a time, hasn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a weird one. Um, I, I feel like it's, um, so first of all, there was when lockdown first happened, I don't know quite how it happened for you guys, but it felt like we were very slow to react. Like we yep. were all in our office jobs and everyone was sort of like looking out the window, just like, oh, there's that whole virus thing happening, but I'm sure it's not a big deal. You go down to the and, pub, you're talking about it. You're like, yeah, yeah. this will all blow over eventually. Whereas like, it will definitely all blow over. You know, very zombies, we, we are, the thing is, the, I think British people are genuinely a bit like that. Like there will be zombies outside and we're just kind of like, oh, wow, we'll just have another pie. Someone else will deal yeah. with it. Yeah, someone, say, yeah exactly. A, it's a like cure someone is going to come along soon. We'll, I don't want to we'll just... have to talk to that zombie or make eye contact with it. So it's probably out of, it's out of my remit. Um, but yeah, we, we felt like at first it was just a bit um, sort of a distant thing that wasn't going to affect us. Then it got to France and we were like, that's a bit closer to us now. A bit <laughs> then it got to England and we were like, 
it's kind of here now, isn't it? Awkward. So we basically uh, went into lockdown in March and that was when loads of people started hoarding bog roll. It was like the last of us with less bog roll. Okay, yeah. what is, what's, what's bog toilet roll? Paper. Oh, toilet paper. Oh, okay, got it. Nailed it. was it. just okay. so I just wanted to much. confirm. I told you he wasn't oh, no, cultured. Like, officially. <laughs> I don't know if bog roll is cultured. I'm learning so much this episode. <laughs> learning so much right now. This is great. Um, I'm going to give you a list of TV shows to watch, Jacob. It's okay, that works. That's great. Um, Do that because I but, need something. <laughs> but yeah, toilet paper was just like, it was gold dust. You couldn't get it anywhere. Uh, same with pasta, same with rice. Um, everybody flour? was very paranoid. Was flour like very scarce? Kind, kind it was here of. in the U. It was here in the US. Oh, I remember really? going, I was remembering because I wanted to like, I, right around when quarantine happened, I was like, I'm going to start mm. making bread like other half of the half of the America at the yeah, time. Literally um, almost. Yeah. That was everyone's like, hey, I'm going to learn how to make bread. And literally I went oh. to the, I went to Kroger, uh, and, which is a grocery, grocery store, store here. And mm. there was none on the shelves, like not even the high, the high tier brand of flour. And I was like, okay, well, I guess everybody else is doing bread baking. So I'll just kind of yeah. hang out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the whole country just making bread furiously. Yeah, so we've, got, we've got to fill our time with something that doesn't remind us well, of the pandemic. So I guess it's bread. <laughs> there, there's the reason I think behind that is that once it hit here and people started to actually take it seriously, which there's some people that still haven't. They literally <laughs> thought, well, this is, it'll be gone in weeks. Like it's no big deal. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So people yeah. are like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll make bread. And then by the time we're done, like we can. <laughs> by the time that loaf comes out of the oven, it will have all blown over. It'll have gone. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's still people thinking like that at the moment, but you know, it's for another day. Oh, it I has, don't know. It mm. has been beneficial for Jacob because he doesn't like people. Um, oh, I love it. Humans and- do suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's become like at first for me it was like i like being home but then like i also like separating work and home but like now yeah i'm like well i've gotten to such a routine that like i never want to go back to the office because like when i have a free time i'm not sitting there twiddling my thumbs in my cubicle mm-hmm. i can go do laundry or, or you know pop on playstation or something so do you have cubicles yeah oh wow i've never worked with actual cubicles before how is do you Ah. how's your is it open for is it open uh, just open 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 plan yeah open plan so we all just sit i i unfortunately have to see the person next to me (laughs) they're all just on one big desk and everybody sort of like looks over the desk and chats at each other and stuff and yeah i've never actually had a cubicle but i feel like if i did i'd just cover it with like pictures and stuff that's about yeah it's about what we do yeah pictures of our family bigger cities have the open floor plan and they don't have signed seats so you just pick a desk so you can't even like like, personalize your place See, I, don't like that. Okay. I feel like somebody get in the seat because I'd sit down in the same seat every single day and then yes. somebody would be in it and I would be very inconvenienced and I would be upset and not tell mm-hmm. them about it, but I'd be upset. I'd shoot Jacob and I, <laughs> as I was telling you before we started, we used to work together. And then so mm. our our ba- the bathroom, the men's bathroom had four stalls and three urinals. And like, I'm such a creature of habit that like, if I had to go to the bathroom, like I'm only using the stall that I always use. Like I wouldn't use another <laughs> stall. So, I'm not going to so, gra- grace another stall with my exa- urine. Exactly. And so like, uh back to the you know that whole point of like uh being very like using another using a, a random like desk like i don't i don't know if i could do it just because like you don't know where i mean i've been in bathrooms where people have like done their business and not washed their hands so it's like just imagine mm-hmm. that like at somebody's desk yeah oh, <laughs> it's not, not really my yeah, thing no totally okay. totally you don't know who's licked that exactly. you don't know if i was actually has... gonna say like if i have somebody like me who's just licking the desk you look up and i'm just like there oh man what is that on there and just lick <laughs> it and it's just like then you forget and then you're like oh and you do the same thing like the next day like... 
Oh. You never know who might have had like a little moment there, you know, exactly. like a pri- private moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't you don't want to take your chances with anyone's desk. No. Yeah, no definitely not don't little... don't don't go to mine. That's not. Yeah, that'd be gross. We deviated a little bit. So how is it? How has it been now? Like in hindsight, six months of lockdown. How's it been? Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, you got, you kind of had ground zero where yeah. everyone was very paranoid. Um, and I think like my mum and, you know, my dad, because uh, my dad actually has a heart condition, so he's quite high risk. So mm. my mum was very uh, sort of conscious of everything. I think she... Say mum again. My mum. <laughs> <laughs> my mum was... My mum. Uh, my mum was very uh, sort of... She almost thought that COVID was like hiding in a, hiding in a bush waiting to mug her. <laughs> Like she'd go to leave the house and she'd be like, <laughs> a giant, <laughs> carry a knife. COVID monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in case COVID finds me in an alleyway. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she was, her and my dad were quite paranoid. Like there was just a lot of like mixed feelings. And then sort of around six months later, that was when we had like the, a term got coined over here. I don't know if you've heard it called COVIDiots. Yep. Where people, yep, people basically uh, just decided to go on holiday or they decided to go to the beach in like mass numbers. And we saw a bit more of a spot. I mean, it actually numbers did drop over summer, but then they've sort of spiked again now coming yep. into winter. Um, and yeah, we're in lockdown again now at the moment as of like, uh, I think it was like last I was about to ask, have they gone back into lockdown now? I know they were talking yeah. about it. So yeah, we basically have now. Um, and there's there's no flu vaccinations either. So I feel like, come on, guys, you had one job. Like you knew winter was coming. <laughs> they, were, they were so excited or so like they were so frantic getting a, a, a cure together for COVID. They were like, oh shit, there's the flu too. And they forgot. They were like, oh gosh, you know, yeah, when, it was literally oh, whoops. Yeah, whoops. Drop the when ball you on that were one, guys. On lockdown, like, can you leave the house? Um, yeah, so we, uh, uh, the lovely, I say the lovely, I mean, I'm being sarcastic, uh, the delightful Boris Johnson has <laughs> said that we're allowed, we're allowed out for exercise, uh, and we're allowed out for shopping <laughs> when we're in proper lockdown. Yeah. Um, so, cause obviously for most of the summer, um, we decided, uh, when, when lockdown sort of lifted, so to speak, the pubs and the restaurants were open, um, theaters, cinemas, they were open, but you had to like sit really far apart. Like it, I just don't think Britain's taken it as seriously as we really should have, because at first it was like, right everyone's inside covid's gonna get you like make sure you you know you barricade your doors carry a gun all that sort of stuff and then it sort of got to it just got more and more lax it was like oh the pubs are open now oh this is happening well people literally started they just get tired of it and they don't want to you know it's now it's it's like it's become more and more of an inconvenience and it's you know yeah Yeah, it's very much like oh i'm tired of it so that means it's gonna go away like that's not i'm over it so yeah i couldn't imagine living during the spanish flu because they've showed pictures yeah they showed pictures of like places here in the u.s where like the same kind of arguments they were having like the mask argument where i don't want to wear a mask Mm -hmm. they were having that same kind of argument back then i can't imagine because that that virus that strain of the flu was more deadly than anything Mm -hmm. that we've seen beforehand and Mm -hmm. so i can't imagine being like acting the way we are now with a with an even deadlier kind of pandemic and so it just makes me think of the future whenever this does keep happening because they have super bugs everywhere that are just you know completely immune to all the medicine that we have mm. how it's going to affect like how okay this is like a test run and right now we're kind of failing the test and so i can't imagine if we don't study and, and do well in the next test but yeah exactly well that's exactly it Jacob. like you got to learn from these situations yeah, that like- was like the whole the whole the school system right 
immediately mm-hmm. when it started coming down here they were like okay shut down the schools let's, let's fuck it we'll shut down the schools but mm-hmm. it, instead of instead of like saying hey let's let's just let the kids stay home and then let's us kind of try and figure out what are we going to do if it's still around mm-hmm. and then in the future and they didn't do that and so whenever school year started coming up they were like oh shit we've got to actually try and figure out how to do well, this there's some so. context there so school year here typically starts in august and then ends at the beginning of may gotcha. so okay. they basically canceled school in like april they were like okay we're done let's just call it your grades are what they are if you you know whatever and then so it was about in july when they were like which is obviously too late they're like well we should probably figure out what we're gonna do because again where we live is it's not like new york city we are very in a very southern part of the united states and so it's uh, very reactive and not proactive it's like we don't you know because you had asked you were curious how our experience is. Well, yeah, depends yeah. on your political affiliation, unfortunately. Um, and if you are one side of politics, it's no big deal. You're doing like all this is just a, a, a giant hoax to take down the president of the United States. <laughs> then you have the rational people that actually have a, a fucking brain and are like, <laughs> like this is real. Like, obviously, like, look, mm-hmm. I'm, I will be the first to admit, has it been a bit blown out of proportion? Sure, but it's also a global fucking pandemic. It's not just like a oh, it's a localized like thing. Like it was like when Ebola hit here, there were like five cases, right? Like yeah. Obama's administration, and like that was like a whole thing. Like yeah. if you look at all the people, and then then I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole because that's a whole thing. But then it's again, like, well, we don't do politics. So. We don't really do politics <laughs> here, so it's like where we live like they shut it down it was fine but then like we never went on a proper lockdown it was just like hey you've got to wear a mask don't go out unless you have to right. a lot of restaurants they should would shut down for like like maybe they a couple did of shut weeks. down and it was about yes. a few weeks into the pandemic when they started doing like oh, okay well now we can do like delivery and stuff like that and, and then yeah right around no, no full shutdown of anything that we were getting right. our first stimulus check which ha- happened to be the only one you mm. know then there was the government had had this thing set up for you know small business to get loans but then people took advantage of that because that's what americans do they take advantage of everything capitalism yeah and so (laughs) like now you know we're seeing more like cases and it's just it's gotten Mm. to the point probably about the beginning of september people are like i'm fucking done with this Mm. a lot of places here masks are required but like no one ever says anything if somebody's wear not wearing a mask because people yeah. are getting fucking stabbed for saying anything about that yeah. i saw several stories where like a lady or a, a, a walmart worker in fucking texas was stabbed to death because somebody oh asked God. her asked the the lady asked the two two other ladies walking in like hey you know it's required to wear a mask and they just started stabbing her i'm just that's like ridiculous. i'm not gonna say anything to anybody about a mask because i'm not gonna get jumped i'm okay like that's fine you don't want to wear a mask like cool. i remember you go and kill everybody i don't that's care crazy i can't believe that so was... what are the Sorry. Okay, sorry. Go no, no, there you go. I just remember. Yeah, I remember walking into. Uh, we have a an Ingles, which is kind of like a like a Tesco, I guess. And mm-hmm. it's like it was about the end of August, beginning of September, and I went at like nine thirty. So like, I don't expect a lot of people to be at the grocery store or the supermarché mm-hmm. for you. Um, <laughs> and I w- outside of me and the people working, not a single person was wearing a mask. And this was during the point where it was mandatory from the city that you had to wear. And it's just like, 
<laughs> you can't see it's it, but he's gesturing. Bonkers. He's like he's baffled at the moment. Like he doesn't know. Okay, so like, why? he's glitching. Why? He's glitching. I don't understand the argument. It's like, well, I don't want to. Well, you know, you have to wear fucking clothes when you go somewhere. So what's the difference of wearing a mask? Do you think I like wearing a mask? I mean, I should have went all out and bought a fucking like scorpion mask. Is that, well, that or I should have mm. just bought a mask that you would find in Bioshock and been like, you know, <laughs> start wearing a big daddy so suit. Just wear a big daddy suit. Like, yeah, you, well, not you just quite. get clunk clunking in. <laughs> not quite the big daddy suit but you know uh just like one of those um what the old like the spanish gas thing. mask yeah like the whole yeah. like with the big giant beak and shit like those are awesome like this is very steampunky oh the plague doctor mask yeah, the plague like, i'd have like yeah. uh i'd have corvo's mask from dishonor oh i have That's corvo's mask that I can't, doesn't fit my face oh. i got it with the collector's edition of dishonors too but uh yeah it's i don't flexing, know flexing over here yeah. Is whatever yeah, it's just more shit that sits on my shelf. <laughs> um, so what, what are the rules actually like for you? What's being placed? Like, what nothing. is mandatory? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's see, like, th- man. Like you depends, you yeah, walk it, in it somewhere honestly, and they'll yeah. have a thing that says mask or mandatory. But like, if somebody's not wearing one, no one says anything. Mm. It's kind of the same over here, though. Like, on the tube, most people will wear them. But if somebody, That's I mean, TV I haven't Jacob. heard any stories about stabbing or anything like that. Um, I was just going to agree. I was just going to go with it, you know. <laughs> he the, didn't know uh, what tube was. Oh, the tube, the the, 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 the underground. Yeah, it's the the it's the the subway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The old Got the old uh, yeah, I said TV, I was wrong. <laughs> I just thought you were like messing with Jacob. I thought you were <laughs> like fine. that's a TV. You know. Uh, that's a form of biscuit she's talking about right there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Speaking um, of which, are biscuits cookies there? Yes. Is it what's yeah. okay, all right. So what do you what do you call cookies? Uh cookies. So this is oh, this is okay. the thing. Like it's or no, for what, us. what do you call biscuits rather? Sorry, what do you call actual like like biscuits? Not cookies, so, but biscuits. So it's so that's that's a biscuit. So if it's um here's the this is like you yeah. need to put some little um like uh, elevator music on the background here, like ding 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 ding. Little dead rising mall music. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Jacob, a cookie is uh specifically a biscuit with choc chips um okay. but a, a biscuit is any other kind of fucking biscuit that snaps like biscuits like, and so- gravy oh, okay what is they don't know oh, what bi- do you you don't eat biscuits and gravy right you don't know what that is do you guys have biscuits and gravy that sounds there? like smart i'd feed the dog <laughs> oh my gosh that's well i mean it does kind of look like dog food. okay <laughs> say something about it but oh so here's it's delicious uh, biscuits and gravy is a huge um oh, meal it's a breakfast meal and i mean huge and like like heavy so you right. take bacon grease or sausage grease you can do butter as well but yeah and you mix it with flour and then mm. you put salt and pepper in it and sometimes you can put like actual bacon or um sausage in there and then you make it like a like a little bit of a thicker roux you put milk in there as well and it's very hard to perfect because sometimes it can be too liquidy sometimes it's like too thick like grits um and then you put it on top of biscuits and you eat it but not the cookie biscuit, like no, the like, actual, like biscuit. an actual, like, like a, like a, a right. roll. A roll. Yeah. It would be the closest yeah. thing, I think. But it's it's uh, it's a on, it's a very cool. southern thing. Like you don't really. I mean, it, they have it up north and like out west mm. and stuff. But it's a very southern meal. So ah, it's, yeah, I'll have it's, to try it one day when the world returns to normal. Have you ever been to the states? I have. Yes, I've been to California. Oh I've wow. Been to um, I, me and uh, my partner, we hired a car. And we drove down the West Coast Highway. Nice. So we started in San Francisco and we, we ended up in L.A. So I've been to like Monterey and like Santa Barbara and a few places down there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Like I, We obviously would really love to go back. It's just uh, it's horrible at the moment because I'm a big traveler and I like the thought of going away places. And it's right. like 
what's happening. We're all kind of in uh, in limbo about the situation of travel for the next year and a bit. Because um, you guys were saying earlier, like we all thought it would have blown over by this point. And I think we're, I speak for most people in, on this side of the pond when I say that we thought by Christmas, like it just wouldn't be a thing anymore. Yeah, now we're talking um, here about people not have it, which I don't think that we're going to have like a legitimate, uh, like a bunch of people over kind of Christmas. It'll just be like, okay, well, we're going to go hang out with this family. Yeah. Family on this day and we'll go hang out with my family on this day. Smaller gatherings. Very it's small, supposed to be limited yeah. to like no more than like 12, but no one has ever followed that rule. But I think it's crazy how the pandemic is worse now than it has ever been, especially in the U.S. Like we're getting close to 200,000 cases a day and, yeah. and and we don't have like because I remember when it first happened in March and mm. we were like terrified of getting the first case reported here. It was like, oh, soon. And mm. then we had the one report one case reported in Knoxville. And it was like people were freaking out. They were like, oh, God, no, we got to get yeah. out of here. We got to leave the country. We got to get somewhere where it's safe. And now it's and like no one will let us get in. to the bunker. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like a thousand people a day. And we're just kind of mm. like, meh, OK, you know, that's <laughs> no, Whatever. Big deal, whatever it's amazing isn't it how people just kind of like the fear your, your is ad adaptation yeah. yeah exactly like because we, we're the same like it's rising all the time here the deaths are going up now all the time like every day and it really stopped over summer like it got we got to a point where we plateaued and i was like oh okay that's that's cool like hopefully you know this will be the <laughs> this will be the yeah. beginning of the end and it just never happened and then we've yeah we've gone back in now they started doing this weird thing where they tiered the country i don't know if you guys had something like that where they started saying that like Liverpool, for example, which is quite high up in the UK, that's high risk. So they're not allowed to do anything. They can't fart without oh, okay. permission. Whereas <laughs> us lot further down, we're like, oh, London's okay. London's not too bad. And then the next day it'd be like, no, London's high risk. And it got so confusing that nobody really knew what the rules were anymore. So at the moment it is, masks are mandatory, but again, nobody gets stabbed if they don't wear them, which I think is a bit silly. If they're gonna try oh and bleach it, so they should ridiculous. just bleach it. Um, and we're, I mean, you say 12, we're allowed uh, six people together uh, outdoors, but it has to be outdoors specifically. Nobody can be together inside. Which is- Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you can still do it here because like our restaurants are open. You have to wear a mask to go in. But they have yeah. seats spaced out. So like if there's a booth, like that one's open, the next one's closed. And then so they're yeah. still like maintaining the six feet or whatever. But, yeah. but that they've only is just closed all the depressing. Gyms. Yeah, they've only just closed the gyms, but I can't they just believe the gyms. They, ours have been open for months. Yeah, it's like they just reopened a lot of them. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. I think the gyms are the high. Obviously, like I'm not taking away from the fact that they are need they need it they're definitely necessary because clearly like we all need to work out and you know sort of have uh you know it's a fitness it's a primary thing it's one thing that should be it's on the high here. list yeah it's, <laughs> it's a, a luxury you get charged but out I, the ass for it here oh my god oh, so man i just can't believe like because it's such a breeding ground for germs and oh, yeah. when you go there so i went to the gym the other day and we have um uh, this was before this lockdown happened so the gym was still open and there was um, what they expect people to do is they expect you to before you use the equipment, you spray um, like some dental onto like a uh, like a cloth and then you mm -hmm. basically clean your whole area. You do your workout, you clean it down again when you yep. leave. And that's kind of like how they maintain it. But obviously people like me who are conscious of that, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. But there were loads of people who weren't. And I was kind of like, yeah. this is like, again, humans, you know, they're idiots. You can't rely on them <laughs> to do something like yeah, that. You're speaking I went lucky if you get like now. a once. Yeah, I mean, like you'll, you'll, you'll basically get here. You'll, you'll get like hopefully somebody that'll do a one over and just basically like give it a wipe down as soon as they leave. But yeah, yeah there's nobody taking their time. Like, oh, okay, uh, I got sweat all over it. Let me just spray yeah. some disinfect. It's always just like, hey, uh, you got this, right? You're going to clean that? Okay, great. Yep. And then they'll walk off or whatever. And the, the last time that I went, I went, I went over to a treadmill 
and I was looking for because like you say uh, with the with the restaurants they're spacing everything to yeah. make it sort of distant and they'd spaced everything in the gym so all of the equipment was kind of like a good distance apart and all the treadmills were like equal distance apart and I was sort of like scanning for a treadmill and this one guy who was like sweaty as hell on a treadmill just hopped off right looked at me and went here you go and I was like <laughs> so sorry, kind man. of you sir yeah, good sir saw, thank you saw- so much <laughs> Blink to him, like, what are you on about? And he's like, do you want to go on the treadmill? You can have mine. And I'm like, mate, there's a pandemic. And he's just sort of like, I'm offering you my treadmill. I'm like, there's a puddle of goo pres- here, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> you are literally like, sweating all over chivalry, it. Like, chivalry is not dead. Look yeah. at this guy. Oh, he God. is hot shit to himself. He's, he's literally, it. he's like, do you want some of my protein shake? Here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. <laughs> you look yeah. a little bit, you look a little bit thirsty there. Here's some protein shake for you. I got it. You know, I just God. mixed it myself. Would you mind if I just licked your face? Like, there Jesus, you know. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit before this. So, like, you've been to California. And it's, I mean, it's like another country compared to, like, where we live. It's so different. So the first thing you had mentioned to me <laughs> was actually what I was going to mention to you. You talked about how you love our accent. And I'm just like, uh, because we love your accent. Oh, so, and this noise. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because uh, you, you compared me to Joel, which was very nice. I love you. I do like your guys' accents. It's I think not, it's not, as, not as Texas Southern, but um, I, I, I have a constant battle with myself every time I like speak because like I try to enunciate properly and try not to have that Southern slang drawl. But you, I've lived here long enough. It's one of those things that's very hard. But how do you, as someone who speaks the Queen's English, how do you feel? feel are we like puppets to you guys like when you see somebody <laughs> in the club, like you're like hey say that word say it like you say over there because <laughs> i feel like we do that, that here like I, we do that to the well, people who come yeah so that was going to be my the reason i say that is because when i went to new york city we went to go eat and there was um a couple from melbourne and i mm-hmm. i would i was like i'm just gonna make up shit to talk about so i can just like <laughs> hear them talk like i was just sitting there like a like like so like enamored because I love the Australian accent and I love oh, the British accent. I love accent. it. It's yeah, the best. Absolutely. Oh. How do you, how is, how is the American bastardized English accent like perceived over there? Sorry, can you say that again? I pulled my microphone oh, out. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I got and, so excited. I yanked my microphone out. Um, how is the. Australia. Yeah. Yank. <laughs> yeah, how is the American bastardized language perceived in the, the land of the queen? land of the, the in, queen the inventor of the english language <laughs> i'd love God to think, save the queen i'd love to think uh, madge actually invented it yeah um I, I was saying this to, to alex i feel like it's funny because i feel like every single culture bastardizes english sure. i don't know obviously about um if you think about sort of like uh, easternized languages like um sort of um uh, japanese and chinese and and sort of korean but definitely in w- the western world i feel as though there are always shortcuts that whether you're um british or american or australian you will find on your language and i i do it a lot like i technically you're supposed to say like isn't it right so you would say um it's nice weather today isn't it i will always say in it in it yeah yep and it's just i think that's part of like because my i'm from like a little town in the middle of um sort of nowhere really it's a bit country bumpkinish um so i'm quite rural in my upbringing and yeah it's um it's not very i mean the poshest parts of england are probably like oxford and cambridge they're quite sort of um 
they're where you get very well-spoken people but yeah generally I think most of us are just common as Mark like I was saying to Alex like we're kind of peasants really <laughs> um, and Londoners as well like Londoners we've really bastardized it because we omit certain consonants for just the sheer hell of it it's like we just you know that consonant just gets off on the motorway down to London and doesn't decide to pay us a visit <laughs> we we say like H it's it's like oh bloody L like bloody yeah. L yeah. And it's like, it's bloody hell, but nobody, nobody says it. Um, and there's loads of like shortcuts for things. Uh, my friend who's really, really Southern, because generally like you, you'll get really Northern people who are sort oh of Oh my very... gosh, it's so crazy. I don't know. It's so crazy to me that you have Northern and Southern. Because here you I say Southern, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking of our people here. And it's like, you ain't going to take our guns. And that's what <laughs> I think of Southern. And I'm sure it's like a little bit different whenever you're down, like in, in the UK very... saying Southern. Yeah, it's, it's very much this. It's funny, isn't it? How it's exactly the so where same. Would Cockney, where would Cockney, what were that accent? Would that be like a Southern accent or? That's, yeah, that's quite Southern. So up, okay. up north, you've got like, um like right up north. It, uh, I can't even do a very good Northern accent, but like you've got, you've got <laughs> Scottish, right? So you've got Scottish. That's right at the top. There you go. Oh man, then, now you're getting, that's my favorite. I love the Celtic oh, language or the Celtic accent. Oh my gosh. You're really, tell, really I, good. Oh, I, I used to know a guy over it. love it so much really love it i used to know scottish is one of those things where it's so sort of like celtic sounding it almost sounds like a mystical language yeah. and oh, there was it seriously is yeah yeah there was a guy i used to work with who was so scottish that when he got drunk and he talked oh really God. fast i literally couldn't understand him <laughs> and he would, he would come into work and he would be like uh and i just sort of go yes and it turns out yeah. he'd ask me like how are you <laughs> And I'd just be like, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but, I am um, me. I am me. I am that me. Is me. As a, I can vouch for me. Um, yeah, no, Scottish is lovely. So you've got Scotland and then north is kind of like uh, your Manchester. You've got Geordie. You've got like quite a few um, sort of um, like Tetley Tea advert kind of like right northern people, uh, Manchester people. And then right down south is where Cockney kind of is. So that's um, you go from saying like... Uh, I'm trying to think how the North would say it, but down South is where the vowels start getting a bit weird. So people say water, not water. You got Jason um, Statham coming in there and he's exactly, like, yeah. it's, everybody smashed. is, everybody is just Jason Statham down in the South yeah. is what where, it is. Where does Birmingham fall in all that? Birmingham is smack bang in the middle. So uh, that's actually closer. I mean, I'm not from Birmingham. My partner is, um, but um, uh, Birmingham accents are a bit like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tommy Shelby. Oh, you get okay. So everybody speaks like that in Birmingham. I would I would say that's the episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they're wearing the powdered wigs. Yeah, and like it's a, it's like the yes. new episode. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Always Sunny is amazing. Oh, um, so but good. yeah, so yeah, South South is is very sort of Cockney, um, very Dick Van Dyke. They're basically every, the cast of Snatch are at the bottom. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> probably Game, my of, Game of Thrones is at the top. <laughs> Cockney is my favorite because it's like always associated with like elves for some reason or like mm. trolls and stuff and like RPGs. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have a question. I don't know if you can confirm or deny. Okay. I'll do my I, best. So when you're like watching old period pieces or something that like take place in like the 1700s in England, they all have the English accent, but I had heard and read that the English accent that we know today is actually was invented by the rich people in London. So they developed like in the 1700s, everyone kind of sounded similar to us, but the mm. actual English accent was developed to distinguish the rich from the poor. So the standard English accent that we all know was actually has only been around like 110 years. Is that true? 
I think to some degree, yeah. Okay. I think because um, actually, funnily enough, uh, I was I've been working with um, uh, Ubisoft on Assassin's Creed Valhalla recently, and we'll get to. I I'm a big yeah I'm a big um, history geek, so I was sort of reading up on like the Viking era and kind of like because uh, you've always sort of studied these periods at school, but I don't know about you guys, but you never really know how they interconnect. No, we don't. So, yeah. <laughs> I was sort of looking American history. Like- literally, world history starts in like the 1600s when. Christopher Columbus came over here. That's what that's it. <laughs> Nothing. We we weren't there before that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like not even a joke. We laugh, oh, but it's dear. not a joke. Oh man, that's so funny. You don't like, really yeah. learn about world history like, until you get into college. I was just like, no, no, no. We laugh. We all laugh, but this is actually a serious problem. We need to address it. Um, we aren't getting the full picture here, like, and our education system is very lacking. The so. entire like American history is is bastardized to make it look like Americans are very nice people. And then oh we just gosh, like, we just like, Hey, we'll just, here, we'll, <laughs> we're going to take your land away from you. And we're just going to give you this little place over here. And we're great. That's how it starts when it, Oh they, man, I'm they so see, angry just thinking about it right now. They, I just, they, like, oh, they God, fail just to mention it. everything that happened, like, you know, slaughtering everyone that lived here mm. before us and stealing their land and all that. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Sorry. I was say, yeah, we, we can have a whole conversation <laughs> on this because it's like I have this because it's the whole just um, America, America's image on things that have happened in the past and how we don't want to address it. We're very mm-hmm. um, just ignore it and act like it didn't happen. And it we can, think, like I said, it depends on who writes the history books. A guy just sat there in like a room and he's like going through papers like that doesn't show us in the best light. We'll yep. get rid of that. <laughs> that makes us, show it's any so yeah. it's so that makes us look like fucking legends. Put that in the pile. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we did a bit of like sort of history of Egyptians and Saxons and all that stuff. And yeah, like the Anglo-Saxons, they came to the country. Um, they were sort of like Germanic migrants and a few people who lived in Britain at the time. They developed like the first kind of language that became the English language. But yeah, you're absolutely right. From what I remember, it, it does kind of, it's a class thing. Like those who, because the, the Queen's English, like I don't think even despite being taught English in school, like I don't think any of us in sort of our class of working class people can really say that we've been taught the Queen's English because it's very different, I suppose, in, in it's sort evolved of Oxford. Over years and years. Yeah, it's evolved over years. But yeah, it definitely was a class thing back then. I think that probably has distinguished um, why, you know, Mr. Darcy or whoever sounded more posh or, because I remember reading, We've I've um, got an English degree and we did a lot of um, reading of like Pride and Prejudice and stuff. And it, it is like another language because nobody really speaks like that anymore. Um, they use words like countenance to describe like someone's face. <laughs> like he's like, he, he wore a scared countenance and you're like, just say face. Just say face. We all know it's his face. He's we shitting himself. We all know himself. what you're trying to say. Yeah, he's shitting himself. You could have just said he's shitting himself, but you've said he has a worried countenance. Um, but yeah, it's it's that kind of thing. So it's, yeah, it's. I think it was very archaic now anyway. Do you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a, do you, because like anytime, I've done a really good job. Anytime I'm talking to a British person, I slowly start to, I've been trying to the whole time. And it was, I had to subconsciously <laughs> like not do it. So do you have an American accent? Oh God. Um, <laughs> if you don't, it's fine. I don't want to. Uh, oh no. And I feel like because I'm going to offend. Be, I would, no, no, you won't. Everyone's American so accent. Okay. just like, how y'all doing? This is all how you all talk. Oh, uh, uh, see, I don't tend to go for the y'all. I think I tend to go more if I try and do one. Um, I remember. California. Um, yeah, I think mo- the easiest one to go into is like Valley Girl style. Oh, like, shit. 
oh my god that's good well there's a girl there's a girl who works with me uh who's actually american and um yeah she is very very american and she has um what they call a vocal fry so she sort of talks like this (laughs) and i sort of end up like staring at her that sums up california right there i think (laughs) (laughs) like she's got like very very i don't think you think she's from california but i think it's just the sort of accent that she has but it's it's lovely like i i like i like differences in accents i think differences in culture in general are awesome but i saw i saw a tweet literally last night right before like as we were talking about this i saw a tweet um that reminded me of you and it was like do you think the british people do the accent whenever there's nobody around and so i was just like <laughs> just in imagining like people like british people putting on the accent for whenever they're talking to somebody and then like whenever they don't they're just not they don't have the accent they're just, they're fine they're good yeah basically it's like um i remember when we went to california actually um my boyfriend was like uh, i'm gonna go and uh speak to this woman uh and my english charm my uh my <laughs> accent she'll think i'm like prince william or some shit and we'll definitely get a fruit drink goes up to her and he's like um <clears throat> hello there i would like to request a table for this afternoon's uh, refreshment <laughs> and she just sort of looks at him like and she's like yeah whatever and he's like uh <laughs> and he came back to me and he was like damn it she she saw right through it i was like because we don't talk that like <laughs> you just like a knob <laughs> there's like four people that actually talk like that like yeah there isn't and they were all probably royals like and i mean half of Cumber those guys Cumberbunch, yeah well Cumberbunch definitely is is very very posh and real i feel like a lot of actors are very trained in in that um, yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy, especially. Um, although he's got a very good range of accents. Um, I, well, I will say yeah. this: as much as I love Tom Hardy, his American accent not great. Mm. Not great. I thought he did just fine in Venom. That's a really good honestly. question. That's a really good question. What American accents of British actors do, do you think are really bad? Simon Pegg. Oh yeah. <laughs> his is not good. Where, where was the American Ready Player One? Um, Band of um, Brothers. What about the boys? Oh. What did he have a British accent in the boys? I don't remember uh maybe he was he was wasn't in the boys very long he was in season one but yeah he was uh, a just tom hardy's his accent in venom is not great but his accent that he he did a movie called the drop with james gandolfini where he has like a real deep new york accent that works and then he's in another movie that is based oh my gosh i forget what it's called lawless lawless yeah i've heard of lawless yeah so it's based like right up the road from here in the appalachians oh, cool. about it's about like when prohibition was around and you had a bunch of these mountaineers basically that made moonshine and mm. so like he has a was real... it the one where he gets his throat cut yes like, so he okay, has a yes, really deep southern draw that he like he does his head shia LaBeouf. yeah i think it's like frank darabont i think is his name or something like that and he has that real like real southern mountain so he's good there but like his despite what people think about venom like that took me out of it i was like i can't like it's yeah um when i watched the force awakens because i love john boyega's accent it's one of my favorites and like when he did not have his accent but daisy ridley did i'm like it took i don't i'm not a big star wars fan anyway but like i was taken aback because i was like john boyega's like you ruined his voice like why can daisy be british but john boyega can't? <laughs> do you think it had to do with like yeah. they didn't want to overwhelm because I mean, I feel like if they had both of them doing their British in space, who gives a shit about accents? Well, the thing about it is like people would be like, oh, that's too oversaturated. You're telling me all the English, they're just in space now and they just take it over the entire space. It's like, okay, well, because two people had the same accent, but I could see people having a problem with it. I don't know. Um, Cumberbatch, his when in Doctor Strange, I always thought he should have been British anyways. 
yeah he's, in, he's a doctor like, in new york so why does it matter like yeah yeah is his accent on par do you think his is quite good it's, it's really interesting to hear from an American because obviously I don't because I'm not um, sort of living and breathing it all the time. It's to me, it just sort of sounds like, oh, yeah, they're American. I'm really honestly, interested in how you guys pick it out. It kind of depends on what you see him in first, because like Christian mm. Bale, I've always thought was American. Hugh Jackman, I thought was American. I did. Yeah. Well, Hugh Jackman's Australian, isn't he? But yeah, I thought he yeah. was American, too. And then yeah. Christian Bale is Welsh, right? I didn't even realize yes. Tom Holland was like British. Tom Holland, yeah. 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 He, his, his American accent's really good. Yeah, I was gonna mm-hmm. say if we could do like one that's really good, I think Tom Holland's is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit, I lost the other one. I was just, oh yeah, the 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 gentleman from The Walking Dead, Rick. Rick. Oh Rick Grimes, God, yeah. yes, he has a really Grimes. good one. Um, he does a really good Southern Andrew accent. Lincoln. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, his I, remember, I, did, I, thought, I didn't I know he was, he was British either. Yeah, I thought he was just an American actor to do it, and then then he had him in interviews and was like, "Who the fuck is this? Who's this guy <laughs> claiming to be Grimes over here?" Like, yeah, exactly. No, he's, to... he's pretty good um there's james james mcavoy is scottish and yeah. i think i think his he did um pardon me he did an american accent in wanted and i thought Mag- so i remember um, thinking he was all right wait uh, why does james mcavoy sound familiar who am i thinking of J- well, james he's x men he's oh, okay gotcha yeah, yeah. all right the yeah, younger, Charles the young Xavier Charles Xavier Xavier. And, okay. yeah his is good um fastbender his comes out sometimes even in his english mm. um because he is he he's british right Fastbender. I'm not yeah. sure actually. I'm um, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 He, yeah. Cause he was because he was on a talk show actually. Yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. Um. Who else has really? Good... So like, does it? So uh, Amy, does it bother you when Americans <laughs> try and imitate the British accent, or is that like so? Because I know that I have a habit of like trying and imitating it every now and then. I've had several episodes where I've been throwing a British accent out there, but it's just, I didn't know if like to you, it's great. I have a great British accent. Thing. Then do it. I, 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 I've, do I've, it. I've, yeah, I was, so no, I've done mine. You got to do okay. now. It's all right. You know, that's fine. We don't have to do that. That's fine. No, do it. <laughs> Listen, it's so funny, well, I gotta have, I gotta have words to say. until there's another person in the room and then you're like, uh. <laughs> I don't want to be offensive to anybody because I know it's like. Uh, no, no, not so. She's I'm, giving I'm you permission. Great. Let's see it, big I'm dog. absolutely I mean, am. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to give me something to say. I don't know. I don't have just uh okay um so tell me about um the mcrib in a british accent <laughs> all right so the mcrib right it's like if you were to take her face if you, if you were to take um uh, what am i trying to say here spam and you were supposed to take it and you put right. it into a mold you put it into a mold where it's it's like uh it's like a tv dinner like a salisbury steak it's basically what it is it's what that's how i feel about it yours is more australian I it know, is. Yeah, it, it, it slips into Australia. Yeah. Okay, it's, it does. it's definitely different. Actually, do you know what? It is funny. I do feel like Australian and British accents are quite close, um, particularly the Cockney Brit and the Australian are yeah. very. Because actually, there's been a few IGN videos where um, somebody has sort of like. Because you always get, no matter what way you say something, if you say it the American way, you'll get British people going, "That's not how you say it." And if you say it the uh, the America, the British way, somebody will go, you're saying that wrong. And at one point I remember doing something on a video, I can't remember what I said, but somebody in the comments was like, um, uh, that's not how you say it. And someone else went, yeah, but you do in her accent, she's Australian. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm, I'm not, but I mean, sure. Yeah, because I it, do think it, it sounds similar. Because I mean, if I remember no. history uh, for the UK and Australia, I think the t- there's tension there or there was back in the past, because in Australia, like, they took all the criminals and stuff at one point in history and shipped them off to Australia. And that was like how Australia got started. I don't know. I feel like I read the story somewhere. I don't know. Don't judge I love me. The, I love the idea that Australia is just full of criminals. Well, I thought, and they're, I thought, they're all just living their so, best life on the barbecues out there. So 
to piggyback what I know what he's trying to say. So Australia yeah. was found, it was owned by the British and they sent the like petty crimes mm. criminals because mm. the prison system back then was overflowing. So they kept the murderers and the rapists in England, but they sent the thieves and all those people to Australia. And it was like, Hey, here you go. It's a fresh start. We're never going to have another Australian mm. listener now. They're just so offended. <laughs> That's like, like, but you calling us thieves? It's hard to be <laughs> offended by history. I mean, I, mm. it happens here all the time. That's Trust what me. I'm saying. Like, that's what. Yeah. That's where but, it's like. I think it's an American opinion where we're thinking, oh, they're going to be offended because we're saying no, they're a we, bunch of like. That's well, how I mean, started, but that's just. There's also view. like with Germany, like they know all about what happened in World War II. Like they're not yeah, proud yeah. of it, but they kind of like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. But, they've but also, at the same time, they're also not going to walk down the street and feel like they're a piece of shit because it, exactly. like fair enough like there's a there's an ancestral thing like her- heritage and, and stuff is is one thing but you weren't responsible for those actions yeah. and like and it's right? like we learn we, we keep it in history we keep it in our history books because instead of burying it d- down deep we want to remember it so that way we never proceed down that same path so exactly. it's one of those things where yeah we learn from it whereas yeah, like totally. if you sit there and you want to like just kind of bury it inevitably it happens again and you don't realize the signs and whatnot but it's a whole mm-hmm. sociological thing or something yeah. i don't know something smart imagine that i said something smart there but <laughs> i did in the in, in. Yeah. the uh in the um in the edit uh alex can basically put it in in a british yeah action. it's just like it's just like <laughs> it's just computer speaking it's like something and it's something smart and then it's, I'll, make, I'll, I'll, make ja- smart. I'll make jacob feel better i'll try i'll try my hand at an arthur shelby okay <laughs> right. peaky fucking blinders <laughs> that, that, you know that's, that's a funny that's funny that you say that as well because this is the thing leo will sometimes my, my boyfriend will sometimes watch piggy blinders and go that's not a birmingham accent and i'm like okay, the fair but i mean <laughs> his is like I, way different his is his is yeah definitely the birmingham that we know is, is very different to what they do is but, it more but yeah i think Killian i think that's Murphy. very good jacob oh thank you yeah probably more yeah, yeah. probably a little bit more um but um, but yeah, no, I thought you did a good job. I thought it was very Australian. Um, but there were moments I'm just, I'm where you... it always slips into Australian because it's like I don't know, I don't, I get it in my head. And then if I was to try to do an Australian accent, it would probably slip into a UK one. So, and if you do Australian, you can use your favorite word. You know, the word that you yes. oh can't yeah I can't say that anymore. That word. I'm not <laughs> legally I'm not allowed to say. I already talked to legal about it, and they told me I'm not allowed to say it. Anymore, so. Well, Australians use that word like it's like buttering bread. Okay, they so it's use not, it continually. So it's not consent consistently used like in the in the UK. There, like, do you not go to a pub and somebody's like, uh, you know, I know, I think is wanker used as much wanker. as I think it is. Okay, yep. yeah, we love a good wanker. We love we love a wanker. We love a knob. We love a twat. Twat um, is like yeah that one's that's yeah. one of my favorites i like that Twat's but is that too one. offensive is that is that like the c word over here is that okay is it the, the c word is is generally like the worst of the worst here but i do think more people say it when you go to australia there are no rules like there's a guy uh i don't obviously want to say it because i know that legal will have my tits for it but i basically <laughs> see this is the thing i just said the word tits for no reason this is the problem with british um sort of swearing is that it's just it's so liberal we're just like Haha, we'll throw that here and we'll throw that there <laughs> um and the other day i was just oh my god the other day i was talking to my manager and i said something about um like i was halfway through a project and i was like yeah i'm balls deep in that project and i literally like stopped myself and was like did I just say balls deep? I didn't. Oh even, man! <laughs> I didn't even need to say balls deep, but I did. Ah, oh, anyway, it's a great um, way to describe it. You know, it's like, it's then the he's curse. like, "Oh, okay, so you got a lot going on." Okay, so um, there's a there's a bit while well, I've got you. There's a bit in yes. Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Joel gone. Is that a thing? 
Uh, it was for a while. Okay. Yeah, jog, jog on was definitely a thing. We used to uh, jog on was kind of like fuck off. Basically, yeah. it was sort of like you, you had you had jog on and you had on your bike, which is just like get go away from me, like on your bike. That's such a bike. sweet way of saying it, though. Like it I is. Know, I don't it? Know, in, my, in my head, it's like okay, I would rather have somebody say oh, on your bike than be like, hey, how about you fuck off a little bit, pal? How about you get out of here? I don't want to look at you. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if somebody was annoying you, just be like on your bike. <laughs> on your bike. Yep, I'm out of here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some, I'm gonna say some phrases, and you, I need you to explain them. I, I know, okay. them, but okay. just for the. Oh, this is exciting. Go on. Um, this is obviously is British slang. So, um, gobsmacked. Right, gobsmacked is when you're absolutely shocked. You can't believe it. You're like flab- flabbergasted. Yeah. So gobsmacked is like, like you know Macaulay Culkin when he's yeah. like, that's yeah. kind of. <laughs> That's basically what gobsmacked is. It's uh, you can't believe what you've just heard. Nosh. So, nosh. <laughs> um, so nosh is like, ah, oh, this is a weird one because nosh kind of can mean two things. Nosh as in like, nosh can mean food. Okay. Like I would like some nosh as in like, <laughs> I would like some nosh as in like, I will eat some food. So like, you know, nosh is. I feel also- like I know where the other way is going. Yeah, I bit. bet I bet okay. you do. Um, <laughs> mind out of the gutter. Um, yeah, no. Nosh is also uh, nosh is considered, uh, I think, a slang word for uh, giving a blowjob. So um, if you say you fellatio, giving... got it. Basically, no. fellatio. Okay. Yeah, fellatio. Who sounds like an Italian painter? Yes. Um, he was. Yeah, uh, but... He was the lost ninja turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. No, He's the one so, they're yeah. not allowed to talk about yeah. anymore because because of that reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Felicio has been ousted. He's been exiled from the team. Um, um, yeah, so gobsmacked is, yeah, shocked. And then nosh is either food or to give a blowy. Kip. Kip. Kip is asleep. So uh, if you go for a kip, you have a nap, basically. I do love the nap. Uh, let's see here. Nickered. 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 Is it knackered? Uh, I don't know. This is how it's spelled. <laughs> Nickered. Um, na- I mean, I, I don't know about nickered. Like about nick nicked? Is- nicked. Oh, nicked is uh, if you've stolen something. So yeah, it- or if you've been arrested, you'd say you got nicked if you got arrested. Like he got nicked because he stole a McRib. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> uh, is it chav? Oh yeah, I was saying to you earlier, chav. So chav is um, uh, Alex wonderfully described this as a, a peasant, but uh, a chav like is trash. like a yeah white white trash yes absolutely 100%. so jacob okay well fair fair enough i guess that's fair i could be i would be deemed i guess white trash in certain circles sure but i like finer things sometimes you know it's it's more about like the kind of the scummy behavior of them so a chav actually stands for the word chav comes from an, like an acronym so it's actually council house and violent so the idea is that these are awesome. people that just have lots of kids uh don't really work um don't really contribute anything to society um swear smoke drink and just keep having loads of kids okay that's society it's a little bit worse than white trash though that sounds horrible that's i like... think yeah I, I think white trash is kind of like basic in a fun way isn't it yeah i mean they're like, at oh, least you, bitch. <laughs> you know <laughs> uh one that you hear a lot in british is bob's your uncle yeah so it's a weird i don't know where the hell the phrase came from i don't know who bob really was um but uh apparently apparently your uncle um it's just a phrase that sort of says there it is so it's like 
uh, and you, you know, you do this and this and Bob's your uncle, you finish the work or whatever it is. That's kind of what Bob's your uncle is. One just, of just the, you've done it. Yeah. One of the hardest things to comprehend is that you, you all, you people, um, y'all, <laughs> you <about> that? people, <laughs> uh, chips, what do you, mean, you people, chips are French fries and crisps yeah. are chips, right? Yeah, this is this is something that really tripped me up when I went to the US because um yeah, they would always be like uh if you ask for chips, you get a would bag you like fries of like with that? Yeah. Well, fr- I mean fries, we still use fries over here, which is good because that kind of makes the distinction, but the amount of times you'd ask for chips and they'd give you a bag of crisps and you'd be like, "What? No, I want chips." Like actual <laughs> chips. Chips are big fat potato chunks, you know? Okay. More. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of So over here we have we have fries, but we have different styles of fries. Oh, so we've okay. got shoestring, we've got waffle, we've got um, steak. Uh, they're like, it's just, yeah. they're all the same. It's made of potatoes, but they're just like, um, like if you go to McDonald's, those are shoestring. Um, I see. Like, okay. I don't know if you have Arby's, but th- that's curly. Um, here we have a Chick-fil-A, which is a super religious, like Chick-fil-A. I heard about your Chick-fil-A incident. <laughs> and so they yeah. have waffle fries. Um, and it literally, it's just like a small waffle that it's out of potatoes. Um, steak fries are like a little bit thicker, more rectangular. Mm. Um, I'm, I know I'm missing some, we have tater tots. We have like uh, we, yes. we love potatoes here. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Potatoes are great. Absolutely. 100%. But yeah, I heard your uh, Chick-fil-A story and just FYI, I got your back, bro. I would have been so angry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I would have been hangry as fuck. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, do we'll, we'll, we can keep talking about food or we can jump into IGN, your preference. Uh, it's up to you guys. Uh, I'm happy with whatever how did, you pick. You used to work at Game. How did you get into? How did you get to IGN? Like, what's the? How's the 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 quick pitch of how you got there? Uh, the quick pitch. So I. Uh, long. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I, don't I mean, know how I. Much time you have. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like a kind of concise way of explaining it. So I've always been in love with the video games industry. Like, I video games are just uh, my biggest passion in life. So I always wanted uh, a career in the industry and I finished uni. I graduated um, with a two one in creative writing. Uh, writing's always been something that I'm pretty good at. So um, I've always kind of figured that would be like a nice career path. So I actually started working in radio, uh, writing the jingles that you hear in the adverts. Awesome. So That's yeah, so, cool. so basically anything that kind of comes on the radio where it's like a little funny jingle or a, an advert, I've written a lot of those in the uk so i did a lot of that um in birmingham funnily enough which is where i met my partner um and didn't get stabbed by the peaky blinders you'll be <laughs> pleased to know um, no razor blades no razor blades in anyone's shoes um yeah so i then was sort of trying to get out of radio i guess into the games industry and i had lots of marketing experience and lots of writing experience but i just didn't know sort of how to it's that whole catch 22 of like you need experience to get into it but then without getting in there how do you actually have any so um i started writing for a magazine like not a magazine like an online web scene um called past the controller i did um just literally like a couple of articles i just had no free time really but i tried to get my foot in the door and just to sort of like start meeting people um and i went to a few games conventions and uh, eventually there was a job going um, for like a games reporter at the BBC. Funnily enough, here's the beep again. So I applied for that and uh, I got 
quite close I basically it was narrowed down between me and someone else and uh the guy who was lovely who I met Stefan was kind of like oh you know I'm he phoned me and said I'm really sorry but we're gonna go with the other girl because she's got a bit more experience but you know please it's like how am I supposed to have that experience if nobody will give it to me oh it's the same thing in the accounting industry here so it's bizarre but it turns out the girl who got the job and it was a freelance position anyway so it wasn't really something that would have been very sustainable for me because i needed a full-time job at the time um the girl who actually got that journalist position uh reporting position at the bbc was uh alicia judge who was my predecessor at ign so she'd left ign to get the bbc job so i was kind of like oh okay so she's gone there I was very close for this job. Maybe I could try and go for the IGM one. So I basically reached out to her and she's lovely. And uh, she sort of said like, yeah, you know, I think they're still hiring. Like, do you want an email address? Just have a little word with them. Um, So it was a lot of like Twitter rubbing shoulders. It was a lot of getting to know people and trying to like find out how other people had gone into the industry. I always found a lot of time to chat to people and talk to people about their experience in the industry. So it kind of helped me getting in. Um, I met some lovely people at games conventions. I met a guy called Pete Stewart, who's wonderful who's the narrative uh, uh sort of designer he was the narrative designer at creative assembly oh, nice. um and he's just gone i think he's just moved on to something else so but yeah just lovely people who gave lots of advice and i just kind of really tried to grind until eventually yeah the, i got the ign job and it was really weird because if i got the bbc job i would not have got the ign job so it was one of those moments where i was like ah oh, thank god i didn't like i think if that nice. teaches you anything it's that like failure can be a good thing because if I hadn't got that, if, if if Alicia Judge hadn't got the BBC opportunity, she wouldn't have left IGN and I would never be working there. So it's one of those things where at the time I was like, oh, I'm so pissed. I don't get the BBC job. And my partner was like, oh, you never know. But that was, you know, the, probably the best thing that could have happened. So, um, yeah. So here I am now. It's been awesome. a couple of years now, I think. Yeah. That's... Over a couple of years. Um, how has your experience been as a female in a predominantly obviously it's it's evolving but a predominantly Hmm. male industry um i'll be honest i mean i'm not going to act like it's all rosy sort of peaches and roses and and incredibly um uh yeah i'm not going to act like it's it's all flowery because it's not like there are obviously going to be times where you're sort of treated differently but on the whole i don't feel as though i mean i've i've got four brothers so I've always grown up around boys. I tended to have, when I was at school, I had mostly male friends. Um, so if anything, I, I kind of almost like, if anyone was sort of mean to me growing up, it was more girls because they were kind of like, we don't understand why you're not one of us. Um, <laughs> girls are so, always more vindictive than boys. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess so. I, I don't know. I just well, guess I haven't met the right kind of girls. You know, I was always very like, I don't know. I was so boyish in all of my attributes and like all I wanted to do was play games. And then when I got older, I was like, I just want to drink beer, play games. Uh, I just sort of was, I mean, my mom even jokes now that I'm a teenage boy in a, in a 28 year old woman's body. Um, <laughs> but I just sort of, yeah. It's okay because never... Jacob's a 26 year old girl. Yeah, I'm just a 26 year old girl in a 30 year old man's body. So hey, you know. uh, we're all we're all matched in the right way. Uh, but yeah, no, I so I never really uh, experienced. I think growing up because all the you know I sort of was always hanging with the boys. I never noticed that difference until I started to get older. And then yeah, professionally, it, that that distinction of like people maybe not taking you seriously like that. You, you do get that. Did and they I ever definitely... like kind of question your opinion on things or is that, you know, like where, 
uh, like kind of drawn back to like the last of us two, where, you know, you have this one opinion because you have one mindset. I didn't know if they, they would come across you and be like, oh, okay, well that's your opinion, but you're a girl. So it's like, you know, that's not necessarily correct or whatever. I mean, in, in all honesty, like my experience at IGN has been great. Like they, I haven't ever felt sort of singled out in any way. Like, sorry, my boyfriend's just stuck his head around the corner. And he's talking of gender. He's got a face mask on. Um, I love he, it. That's oh my god! Thank hi. you. At least somebody else does. I love face masks so much. Are you he kidding? Looks, he so looks great. like uh, he looks like a mime. <laughs> he's got That's like wonderful. Like, Hello. He can pop it, on. Bye. Oh, is it? Okay. Is it? Is he's like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, it's like a charcoal mask. He literally oh, just started right in the corner like Charlie Chaplin. And was we have like, an avocado. We have an avocado <laughs> and charcoal one uh, that, that I like to use or whatever. It's it's very nice. It makes it's, my feel yeah. my face feel so great afterwards. Oh man. Oh, man. It's good. Hey, I think like this is something that men should do more of. You know, honestly, you, I mean, Alex you guys should pamper yourselves. I I get pedicures about five times a year. I love masks. I love face I masks. I love because you know, my my whole theory is that like, and, and I, every time I go, I always get like women stare at me. Like I'm the only dude in the <laughs> joint that's getting one. Not because a lot of them <laughs> like they, you know you have a lot of them that give the pedicures, but like yeah, I I I notoriously wear shorts like 365 if I could. And mm. so most of the time I'm wearing sandals. So if I'm wearing sandals, I need to have not hobbit feet. Yeah, no, but also it's, just, just looking after yourself. You're, you're worth it. You know, I mean, like I, I'm something. so yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, And it's just like, I go with my wife all the time. So mm. it's just like one of those things where like, you know, I get it. So a lot of them, a mm. lot of women probably go to get away from their husband, but it's like, it's just a thing <laughs> we do, man. And like, yeah. I always get weird looks from people that are like, wait a minute, you do that? It's like, yeah, look at my feet. They're I won't lie. The first time that you told me you get pedicures, I thought you were fucking with me. And so I was like, oh yeah, sure. Pedicures, bro. And you were like, no, like it's legit. And I was like, hell yeah, man. That's good. Yeah, good it's good. It's totally fucking good. It's I'm, so I'm... relaxing. It's like the best. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I, I love having something like that just done to you. It's just kind of like, ah, it's like, I think anything where it's like a hygiene thing that someone yes. does, whether it's washing your hair or doing your nails, you're just like, ah. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. But but yeah, so and I, in all honesty, like my, my experience at IGN has been really positive. What um, about trolls, you know, like online trolls? Do you have those this, a lot? This or? is what I was going to say. Yeah, okay. it, most of the time I've, I've I had, I had one incident. I, I think the key moment for me where I sort of realized that people see i don't even think it's necessarily treating your opinions differently but just treating you differently was um i did have a, a guy that i met once at a convention who was like very professional sort of uh with me remotely and then when i met him he was just really strange and kind of like just kept making like boob comments and stuff and i was a bit oh, like man, this is just stop. weird man yeah um so yeah that really put me off um, but yeah, no, most of the time, like I say, everyone, I mean, you know, kudos to IGN. I know there's, you know, there's always sort of like horror stories on the internet and stuff, but like the IGN UK team have been great. And I also feel as though, uh, I've never professionally felt much scrutiny. Luckily, I know there's probably lots of women that have, and that's awful and it should be changed, but awesome. I'm very, I'm very glad that that hasn't been the case for me in my experience massively. There's always been the odd moment with with, with people online I think that's one of the biggest things is that you get a lot of trolls and I remember one of my favorite comments uh was which was really funny thinking back to it um on a video that I appeared in was a woman uh, a guy commented on it 
and he he tried to say women can't play games, but he spelt women wrong. So he basically put women can't play games. Whammon. And it was <laughs> Very just so Neanderthal. funny. And yeah, my friend, my friend Neil was just like, you dude, you should get that tattooed. Like you should literally get women can't play games. Whammon. And it just it really made me laugh so much because I don't know, it's just it's one of those things where it's like someone tries to make a point, but they fall and they face plant something and you're just yeah, like, like end up looking like <laughs> end up looking ignorant on themselves. Like as more even more so because they are ignorant in the first place, but then they fall flat on their face and you're like, wow, mm. you kind of deserve that one. You you yeah, yeah. ignoramus. <laughs> one day that the whammon will inherit the earth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those things where you, you sort of expect it occasionally. Like even when I was, there were moments, I think when you get to like your teenage years, you start to see it more. I think, I don't know about you guys, but the differences between men and women, when you're kids, uh, you know, you between gender, you're just sort of like, everyone's happy to just be there. You know, everyone's a humor and everyone's chill. And then you get to a certain age and that's when it sort of becomes more apparent. Like you realize that people might be nicer to you or not nicer to you depending on stuff like that and it yep. is really strange but um but it's even like we're talking about pedicures and stuff like i love the fact that that's something that men are like fucking you know yeah man like you're got you guys are doing that because that is something that's really important for like taking care of yourself and yeah, i just don't enjoy think that's, yourself honestly yeah, it's, it's just, I, just you know it doesn't matter but because like with my with my son um I think my dad may have been a little bit off put because he wanted to paint his toenails or whatever one day. And I was like, hell yeah. I mean, sure. Whatever he wants to color on his, we only let him do one or whatever. So we're not going crazy with it. And, but he was like, he was like, Hey, you want to let me paint? He was like, daddy, let me paint your toenail. And I was like, I guess I'll give you one toenail. And so like, now I walk around with like blue fingernail paint on my toe or uh, my, my, my toe paint. And so I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm fine with it. It doesn't I mean, bother the, me at all. What's the difference in having blue paint as opposed to like a goth that has black paint all over yeah. there? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a color. Yeah. And yeah. I think that I think that it's definitely trending upwards where it's people instead of, you know, and it's always there's a the American thing here where everybody jokes about is like, you know, the, the kind of America that liberals want, where it's like, you know, you've got all different kinds of photos. And it's like it's not so much about changing everybody else. It's about just people enjoying themselves and stop worrying about so much about, oh, I can't do this because this is this ma male stereotype or this masculinity yeah. thing. Like, Jacob he goes against all of yeah. so. for me. I am very much a person that does not give a shit. He does not give a shit about think. any opinion. I like, and that's not I even. Am. You know, most people say it and they're like, hey, you know, I don't give a shit about this because, you know, I don't need other people's opinions. And like they kind of mm. deep down, they're still like, OK, kind of want you to like, still still, approval. Still, I, but Alex is definitely one of those where he stick consistently to I'm going to like what I like and fuck anybody else who doesn't yeah, like I it. Yeah, I very much know? go like, to the beat of my own drum. I always have. It's, you know, yeah, I social I media has honestly I, made it made that I talked about it in the last podcast, but social media has made that like that attention seeking approval that mm. most human like nature is like you want to be you know that's our innate nature to be like yeah a, yeah by, by peers but like social media has also made that worse in that like people will just say shit to get attention rather than saying anything of substance exactly um, yeah it's who's got the loudest voice isn't it especially inflammatory comments like yeah. I, and mm -hmm. i i it because pisses me off shock, every single shock time. comedy yeah. and shock statements you're, oh, yeah. you know it's whatever but Fucking do man. you have aspirations to possibly do your own video game in the future Ooh, I so one of my bucket list like all time um sort of uh I, I say goals I suppose but like I think it's more of a pipe dream but like I I would absolutely love to be in a game I feel like that would be 
just want yeah let's do it Alex let's do it I I feel like that is just one of the ultimate honors of like someone who loves the medium because to be immortalized as a character uh you know for eternity in that kind of fictionalized universe would be so cool so I actually when I was talking to um uh, Magnus Brune from um Assassin's Creed the other day and he was sort of saying about all the motion capture and stuff oh and my gosh he, he looks did. like such a fun guy to talk to honestly. he was really like, fun he was, he was he reminds really me of cool Tormund, uh Tormund Giant Spain oh, yes. from the Game of Thrones like the, what is this does. guy Alex what is his name I forget his name all the time uh me too Christoph Haivu god That's, he just yeah. like he has that same kind of vibe where it's just like a fun loving like hey let's get a beer together and he's gonna like make fun of me How you know i'll make fun of him, him kind in of assassin's creed valhalla is i don't yeah like, they should have put they should have put him in there like but, a perfect viking he is he absolutely is it is gutting that he didn't make it in even like as a minor character or a cameo that would have been so yeah. fun and like um, you could have done him yeah. like like full-on as Tormund, you just change his name for legal reasons and like he's like yeah. a, he has a side quest that goes like you could have done so much with it. i mean obviously i haven't played it um mm. but when it was announced I've, I've said this before i i've played every assassin's creed from one to syndicate and mm. then after syndicate i fell off i didn't play mm. what uh unity was uh, after that right unity and oh um yeah, unity and then origins and then and odyssey. odyssey so yeah. i haven't played the new assassin's creeds that are more open world rpg-ish mm. and i was super stoked because i love norse mythology i love vikings i love all that but then as time went on it kind of fell off and like I'm very much a singular game, one game at a time. I can't juggle mm. multiple, like... Oh, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I get confused. And my control schemes go out yes. the window either. <laughs> and so, like, when I got the PS5, I was like, I was like, okay, so I'm going to get Miles because it's a smaller, mm. more condensed version of Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. And then, like, mm -hmm. at that point, Cyberpunk was supposed to drop the mm. week after, and that gets pushed. And it's like, okay, well, if it gets pushed again, as it's rumored to possibly do that... I may mm. pick up Valhalla because, but it's just like, I'm a completionist. So like, I don't mm. know if I'm ready to commit 155 hours to something right now. Yeah. That's the thing with Ubisoft as well, isn't it? Like the worlds are just so they big. They love their side quests. Um, <laughs> they love like making a map and just regurgitating loads of icons, loads of activities. Like it's great for the kind of player that has that time. I mean, right. I, I do, I, the new Assassin's Creed, I do think looks incredible. Like I definitely love vikings and sort of norse culture and i think god of war did an amazing job with that um and yeah it, the combat feels great like I, that is the one thing that i think does sort of yeah always make me a bit cautious about those massive open world games whether that's red dead or oh my god assassin's creed because it's just it's just it's, red dead was it's too all much. encompassing it's isn't overwhelming. It? <laughs> red dead I, red dead redemption the first one is one of my favorite games of all time because of how they took the GTA formula, tightened mm. it, and made a, a much more serious, even though it was a spaghetti Western, made that narrative like, okay, mm. you can still have fun and be wacky, but you're also still mm. serious in tone because GTA is always kind of real tongue in cheek. Like, let's make fun Oh, totally. Everything. Yeah. It's like Tarantino, isn't it? It's very yeah. And so yeah. I was super hyped for two. And then two took that like hateful eight, like super serious, kind of like embedded in realism, which was a, kind of off putting for me. And then, like, once you get it was so daunting and it's like, Oh my God, like give me the slow drip where like GTA, they used to like lock up, like you can't mm. go across this bridge until this. And so like, but you could go anywhere you wanted to. And now and it's yeah. like Red Dead 2 was just like, where do you even start? I've got, you know, yeah. I, at that time I had, my daughter was like one. So like I'm in like super daddy mode and it's like, I want to sit down and play, but like by the time I get going, it's like time mm. to go to bed. And it was just like, now it's i can handle those a little bit more easier working at home you know all that stuff but like mm -hmm. 
I, I don't know what it is about Valhalla that like, cause like it has everything that I want, but like, I just can't pull the trigger on it just yet. I don't know yeah. why. I will Maybe, say, yeah. oh, sorry, you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, maybe that's, that is that like staring down this huge journey and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready. There's no coming back from it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cause if you are a completionist, like you say, the, the hunger to finish it is something that almost becomes a bit of a chore in the air. Like, I know I felt that way about Death Stranding to some degree, as much as I loved it yeah. uh, in parts, it, it was a slog in parts too. I was kind of like, I just want more of the story and I'm sick of delivering. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I love Ghost of Tsushima and mm-hmm. the, like the first like 20 hours I'm like in, and then I get a little bit of fatigue in open world games. Mm. And it's just like, you keep pushing, you keep pushing. And then it's like with Ghost of Tsushima, there's, three islands right and so like it mm. just opens up by the time you get, like i spent so much time in the first one doing everything like 20 hours 25 hours and then it's like you finally hit act two which is an island two and you're just like oh my god there's more and it wasn't the game's fault as much as it's like i think a problem and you can probably attest to this like a problem with companies like ubisoft and anyone that makes these big giant open world games is that they spend all this time making them and then they're trying to give you the most value for what you're spending. And a lot of stuff that they put in there is really mundane and not really fun. And I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes narratives as you and I both are big on narratives. I feel like narratives sometimes are harmed by the overwhelming amount of stuff to do. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think me and you definitely bonded over our like love of narrative and games. And I think, yeah, definitely. It can sometimes feel watered down. Um, I think that's my concern sometimes. And I think, um, you know, UB, obviously they could do this sometimes. I think there is also um, the capacity for a lot of like larger games that kind of have shitloads of expansions, like your destinies and stuff. Like I find if you just, if they focus on one thing and that is telling that tale, then it's absolutely like all the elements come together and you feel like you're going on one journey. Whereas, um, and we talked about this a little bit in the last of us two episode, but there are lots of mini narratives that kind of come together in you finding documents and stuff. So you'll find out like, I don't know if you guys remember, there's a bit in the last of us two where you find letters pertaining to this guy, Boris, who's the guy with the bow. And it turns out that like his entire village like turned on him and he basically locked them all in his garage and then just let them all turn (laughs) on each other. Um, But you find out all of that from like sort of passing documents. And I think I quite like having a story drip fed like that but if there's just too much going on then you're spreading it too thin and suddenly you've got a million and one different stories and none of them have got the weight and the substance that they deserve because developers don't have time for it i feel like fallout had that too where you like the drip feed where um Mm -hmm. you go because that was the one thing that i liked in fallout 4 which i don't know if a lot of people like fallout 4 but i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it quite a bit um but you go to each of these vaults to kind of mm. find out the different stories behind them. And that's what I loved about it, where it's like, oh, okay, you go to this one vault and you find out, oh, they were actually running secret tests on these people the whole time. And, mm. you know, it's just getting the, getting the overall stories of it and kind of the, you know, the sad stories and the happy stories. And like, it just, it's really, it's a great way to do it, but then yeah, like it can get overwhelming, especially like in Skyrim where you can just go wherever you want to, and do whatever you want and it's kind of hard to find or you know it's kind of hard to stay consistent to the main story because there's so many mm-hmm. other little stories to go and 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 check out or whatnot so yeah no definitely definitely we i just remember we skipped over it, but what have your experiences been with the xbox now that you, since you have one 
Um, yeah, I was going to ask the same thing of you guys on the PS5, because obviously you're lucky enough to have played it. Um, I So, so far, I have, um, obviously there aren't that many games out for the Series X. Um, the so I've actually, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've always, I'd always choose the titles of the PlayStation. I'm very much a PlayStation fanboy, um, but, but I do love. People are going to be upset that listen to this. I know. Yeah, I just clicked it off. <laughs> well, I just heard always... everybody turn the podcast off right Everyone's there. Everyone's like, nope. done. <laughs> Done. That's it. She's dead to me. Um, no, to be fair, I mean, I've always had both. Um, and I, I always prioritized back in the um, not last generation, but the generation before, I thought the 360 definitely held the day. Like yeah. that was the, the winner of that console war for sure, because it was just so much better in terms of multiplayer, in terms of functionality, in terms of like the range of exclusives. And then I think I kind of went to PlayStation 4 and then obviously 5, but I've always been a PlayStation kid from a young age. I went to 1 and 2. I just skipped 3 because it definitely lost out to the 360. Um, but I... Three? Uh, oh my gosh. It hurts I did, well, I did have it. I do have it. Oh, just okay. I've sort of very much prioritized one or the other. Um, so yeah, it's it's strange. I So, so far on the, on the Xbox Series X, I have played a bit of Avengers because uh, I actually bought Avengers uh, to play with my mates and uh, naturally like my close friends do this annoying thing sometimes I love them to bits but they'll all be into getting a game until you've got it and then oh they gosh. play it for like 10 minutes and they're like oh <laughs> that's sure our, that's my up. friend circle where it's like we'll yeah. be like okay there's this new game that came out let's get it it's 30 yeah. bucks and I'll always like I'll always be like okay hey Shelby I'm gonna get this game and she literally every time I do it, it's like are you gonna play it for like five minutes and then they're not gonna play it again it's like Maybe yeah, probably. It's like like yeah. we bought we bought Minecraft back in the day, and we we're like, oh god, this is gonna be so much fun. We're gonna have so much fun with it. Like literally, like, and we played it for I think maybe four hours that day, and then we haven't touched it <laughs> since. Like it is so it happens every single time, but mm. I can't you can't help but just be like, okay, we're gonna get at least a little bit of enjoyment out of this game for a few yeah. hours, and then. Hey, yeah. the developer, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like, uh, yeah, I, I bought it because the lads were like, yeah, we'll have a great time playing it. And then the day I was like, boys, let's play Avengers. And they were all like, yeah, we played it for a bit. And You're still sure. playing Avengers? What? Ugh. Yeah. Well, this is, it, was, it wasn't very good when it first came out. Um, but, which so is I'm crazy considering I mean, the pedigree of that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't massively enjoy it when it first came out. But, I thought to myself when we got the Series X, I was like, well, I'll, I'll re-give it a go on the Series X because the wonder of like the next gen, uh, gener the next generation this time around is that thanks to the ray tracing and like the, the SSD kind of compatibility and the fact that the loading screens are like completely minimized, mm. like every other game that's come previously is going to get a real overhaul because of that graphically. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll try Avengers. And one of the things that really pissed me off with Avengers when I played it on Xbox One was the loading screens like oh. oh my god they were fucking horrendous they were like two minutes a time like that's so, some horizon zero dawn shit <laughs> it is it, or some rock star shit you know when you're oh just there watching those like sliding pictures forever uh, oh my god so, yeah with uh, oh. especially with gta 5 or whatever number they're on now it's like the loading screen to get into the game just takes so long and it makes so me not want to boot it up like you don't want to boot it up because now you're going to sit here for 20 minutes while it loads and then go make a tea while it loads exactly yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous so so yeah so avengers run ran a lot better on the series x and then i've been playing today i've been playing no man's sky um because again it's one that's been optimized for the series x and i was like okay i kind of want to see what's different and also um, like five years of updates and that's yeah. another game that started out really bad and they were like because they they promised so much and then people mm -hmm. started to realize oh hey new issue 
Yeah, yeah it is. A Don't classic, even get me started yeah. with Peter Molyneux. It's Gosh, a classic it's... Molyneux issue. Yeah, Fable <laughs> Two. Fable Two was the biggest disappointment to me whenever that was all going on because and mm. because I was I was I loved Fable so much. It was like one of my mm. favorite games growing up. It was one of the only reasons that I wanted an Xbox. I got it for the PC as well, and mm. I was just like I was so in love with it. And then. Um, all throughout the production of Fable 2, I was just, I was like watching interviews. I was, it was just the first game that I'd actually been invested in because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want, I hope that this game turns out to be as great as he's saying it is. You know, he was talking about all these different features. Like you're going to go yeah. into a pub and have a fight with a guy and they're going to have like destructibles on the wall and like your sword's going to get stuck in the, in the bar. And he promised all these massive things. And he's like, oh, I hate button mashers. You know, I can't stand mm-hmm. that. So we're going to try and make this game not a button masher. And then it comes out. And it is exactly the things that he hates, where it's like, all you do is press buttons. Well, he, all was, you, well, he was limited by the hardware at the time. But it's, it's just, it was so frustrating because he built it up. I think it was the Yeah, yeah it he was built it up so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best game. And like talking about, oh, you're going to, you know, you're going to, if you step on this flower in this town, it's going to destroy how the future looks in the ta- that town. Like just <laughs> Never the, just announce the, a feature that's not already in the game. I know. And it's yeah. like just the in-depthness that he was going. I was soaked. I was so stoked about it. And then it came out and I was like, this is the biggest disappointment of my life. So. Yeah, no, massively. I it, Yeah, I think it got a real Molyneux treatment, No Man's Sky. And now is probably the best time to dive into it because yeah. with all the patches, with all the updates, um, seeing it today, playing it on the Series X, like there's no tearing, like there's no, the frame rate issues have been sorted, like the ray tracing, like the way that the environments are lit <laughs> and the way that it falls on various plants and like your helmet and stuff. It's, it is really, really good. Like I definitely- I might have would, to check that out. I think I might- Yeah, I would say, I would say give it a go because it's it's- really had a, a glow up with the series x um but yeah it's um yeah I, I guess for me like what are you guys looking forward to that's coming out for me obviously horizon forbidden west mm-hmm. um god of war ragnarok mm-hmm. um trying to think coming out soon empire of sin I'm super mm-hmm. pumped um I, I'm debating on what console I want to get it on because a game like an XCOM sort of game works better for me on a, on a Switch. Mm, um, okay. uh, which is weird because I don't really like turn-based, but I love XCOM. Uh, Gears Tactics is great if you haven't played it. Um, oh, yeah. No, I love Gears. Gears is awesome. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Uh, Ratchet and Clank I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think the Ratchet and Clank with the PS5's capabilities is going to be interesting to see because they mm-hmm. they did they again they promised a lot with this one and the, with what they showed in like the the reveal of it was just kind of it was kind of incredible like what you could do in there but mm-hmm. um, Arkham Knights or Gotham Knights sorry um, because I've I I mean Batman's my favorite superhero and the taking the Arkham system and adding co-op not necessarily they didn't destiny it which is great because I don't love games as a service uh mm. and the fact that you can play um gotham knights completely solo and play it like a arkham game is great but the fact that it's going to work more like borderlands where you can hop in hop out awesome um mm. i love rocksteady but i think that that suicide squad game is going to be a games as a service which kind of is a huge turnoff yeah um, trying to think of what else i know i'm missing something um i'm curious to see what naughty dog does next i'd if they did a last of us part three it's fine but i kind of don't want it mm. um i uncharted is very special to me i have an uncharted tattoo oh uh, cool it hit uncharted on the ps3 hit at a time where like i had just started college i was in a new town i didn't know anybody i didn't have any friends i was very lonely and 
I have a, an extreme, I love Nathan Drake as a character. I love all, I love every Uncharted game. That's been, I, like there, there's not a bad one in my mind. I know people don't like Golden Abyss. They don't like three. Some people don't like four because it's too much like Last of Us, but I love everything about that series with the way four ended. I would not mind a five taking advantage of the haptic, taking advantage of the new everything. Um, yeah. Obviously I, we're far enough away. I could, obviously and put Nathan Drake as the Sully character and him going with his daughter and doing that. Um, Cause Naughty Dog always pushes the limit of like what the console can do. Mm. Um, but as of like, obviously the, probably the most excited is probably like God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, absolutely, man. But I do think it's going to get delayed. It's supposed to be spring this like next year. There's no way it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah I don't especially so with for with Horizon is quarter two of next year. I, there's no way Sony's going to put two back to back. I feel like God of War is going to be like right around the one year anniversary of PS5 to I drive build the hype, build the hype for it, sales. push it back a little bit, build the hype again. Yeah, like. I think COVID's been so unprecedented in like everyone's, uh, you know, kind of schedules for development. Yeah. I think they just haven't seen this, and it's going to take longer for sure. We haven't well, seen any more of it. I can't see it being spring. <laughs> I just can't see it. Uh, with Cyberpunk, if it ever comes out, uh, yeah, I'm a little it's a lie. <laughs> I'm a little worried that the like that they're going to force it out to get it by Christmas. But like, mm. from what I understand, it's the issue of running it on the current systems is the problem and not necessarily the new ones. So it's mm. kind of like, I do you, it's like, do you want to buy the game knowing that it's not the best game it is? Cause mm. like there's, there's an actual full, I think a full on next gen version coming out sometime in this, like, I guess afterwards, but even though this one is like backwards or whatever. So it's like, do you wait? I don't, I don't know. Um, I didn't, I didn't love Witcher the first time I played it, but like I've come around to it. So it's, mm. you know, and CD Projekt Red has stated it's kind of like what we were talking about is like these big open worlds that have like too much. And so they've scaled back a lot in Cyberpunk is like, okay, well, it's going to be a smaller narrative. And, you know, because like Witcher 3 is huge. It's, you want to mm. talk about overwhelming and like daunting. Uh, yeah. But what are you looking forward to? Ooh, I I think Elden Ring looks really really that sick. Good. That was on my list. I I'm yeah. excited just because one George R. R. Martin's behind it, but two because it's like oh, so like, it'll never get finished. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that that was my thought on it was that like if he's alive, then hopefully it'll um, be like it'll be a chapter. It'll be a game that has like eight chapters and only six of them are complete. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the end and it's just like uh, there's no credits and you're like what? It'll be what? like you if you for buying it you get you know access to the 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 expansions that are coming out but they never come out. Exactly. Yeah. Oh god, it'll totally be that. Yeah. I I think Elden Ring looks sick. I think uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki is incredible. Like I love everything to do with with dark souls and sort of like the Soulsborne series so i, not I feel like oh really no. oh i do like it it's not the sort of thing you would think i'd like because i'm so narrative driven but there is a real story there if you look for it and i just think it's something quite refreshing um but yeah like the idea of george R. R. martin teaming up to do a dark souls story is is really cool i'm looking forward to that um what is it you don't like about dark souls i don't it's not fun <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun i agree I'm a fan no, of thing. like it's... dying over and over again yeah. it's, i hate it's punishing yeah it's i punishing. hate the like let's just do this over and over and it's just like i play games to escape and like i mm. don't really want to work it's yeah. not that i want I, like a game being challenging is one thing but like the dark souls is such a masochistic like thing and it's yeah, just like it like oh you beat dark souls okay good 
cool. Like yeah. I'm sure you had a, you played for a hundred hours and like were miserable 99 of it. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> like, there's, there's a sense of accomplishment for beating it. Yeah, sure. But like, who are you trying to impress yourself or your friends? Cause like, yeah, I no, I, to- I totally agree. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think this is a, yeah, it's 100%. Uh, it's for people who have like, and I think I, I don't play them all the time. It's kind of like a, if you take on that challenge, you take up that mantle and it's like, okay, cool. I'll see how I can do. And you, I think you have to take it with a pinch of salt. Otherwise it just consumes you. <laughs> Cause like I, I was going to get a hundred percent in God of war and then you have to fight the Valkyrie queen. This oh, is the, fuck the, the Valkyrie hardest thing stuff. I've ever done in my life. And I almost did. It literally almost broke me. I almost broke. And like, I don't throw controllers. I don't like, I just, I was like, <laughs> I'll just like put it down and like, and I'll, I'll like sit there and like curse and shit, but like never like fighting that bitch. I swear. Like I almost broke my TV and my controllers so many times. And it was the last thing I had to do. And like, <laughs> I can't imagine doing that for, mm. for like 35, 40, 35 hours. Yeah. Fuck all that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not interested in the slightest. And I've played, I played Demon Souls on PS3. I didn't like mm-hmm. it. I played Dark Souls. I played Dark Souls 2. I skipped three. I played Bloodborne. I hated it. I played Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> I've played all of those and I don't like any of them. I played Neo. It's or- definitely not for you. Oh, no. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Neo either. Yeah. I thought and Neo so- was trying to be Dark Souls, but not yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh. it's not it's not my thing. Um, we can keep going if you've got to go. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I was well, I was just going to say like I I'm probably will have to head off in about ten minutes just for dinner, really. But that's um, great. Yeah, we got yeah. ten minutes. We ten minutes. Let's do it. Um, we will definitely have to have. Uh, we'll do some. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say my the other other ones. Uh, Resident Evil Eight for sure. Okay. Um, I think Stray looks really interesting. Looks yeah. weird. Um, Kena Bridge of Spirits looks cool. Oh, that you looks awesome. That- You've got that really cute little indie called 12 Minutes, which takes inspiration from like The Shining and yep. uh, Rear Window, where it's all about the guy living the loop. Um, I thought that's really cool. Um, and then finally, I was going to say Far Cry 6 trailer looks really good, but I'm a little bit worried that Far Cry 6 might be another Dead Island situation where the trailer's amazing, the game's not. I, a guilty pleasure for me, Far Cry series. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, I do Far like Far Cry. I love to just like go in. And just mindlessly kill shit. I Far Cry three, <laughs> Far Cry three is my favorite because I love Voss Montenegro. Oh, I think he's, he's unbelievable. So good. And I can't think of a game off the top of my head that like the person on the cover is not either not the main protagonist or the main antagonist because Voss yeah. is on the cover and he's not the main bad guy. Mm. Mm. And so he like he's the show though, doesn't he? Oh my god, he's so mm. good, like so good. Um, I didn't I didn't love four as much. I liked five a lot more than i thought but one of my favorites is blood dragon i love blood dragon it's so like you know t-rexes that shoot dinosaurs and shit or t-rexes that shoot lasers out of there it's and super like 80s neon like i love i have a soft spot for any of that like Mm. 80s neon cheese super b action movie stuff um but before we let you go we every time we have a guest we play a game oh yeah i love games I am a big metalhead. I know I don't look like one, um, but we call a game called Shreddy or Not. And it's basically 
I'm going to give you band names, both of you. Jacob has played. Oh, nice. Yeah. I played before. <laughs> you played literally every <laughs> incarnation oh, that's not of fair. it. Jake, Jacob's got an advantage. It's very. No, no, no. It's okay. The advantage is not very. It's no, not he's, very good he's, he's only won one time in like the seven times we played. Oh, okay. um, and it helps if you don't listen to metal music because you're not as, you know, versed on it. So I will read off a name of a band. There's 12 of them. And you have to tell me whether it's a real band or a fake band. You can Ooh, both. Okay. You, you'll go back and forth so you, you can both have the same answer, but keep your own score because I'm not talented enough to do that. <laughs> All right. Guest always goes first. So we're going to go with Shreddy or not. Is this a real band or not? First one is Cataclysm. Uh, that's a real band. Jacob? I'm also going to go. Uh, I'm going to take a real band for 300. Thanks, Alex. Good job. <laughs> you both got it. Hey, one point. Arterial eruption. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, Christ. I mean, that sounds like fucking nightmare, doesn't it? It sounds like a mop and bucket situation for sure. Um, I'll got go that, with got that wop over Bunch there, of... that mop in the bucket. With the... That mop and bucket. Um, are you going first, Jacob, this time? I'm sure. I'll go first. I'm going to say that's, that's definitely not a band, in my opinion. I say false. Yeah, fake. Look at you both two for two. Look at that. Oh, gosh. It's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be first oh. overtime. Uh, the next one is... As blood runs black. Oh, who's going first? You. you go ahead. You go ahead. I think it's true. It does sound a lot like a band that I've heard of, but I'm going to go false on this yeah. one. I'm going to go Ooh, false. We've got our first difference, and the answer is it is a real band. Yes. I see. I, I thought I heard of it. I didn't know if you'd change the name because I was thinking like, oh, maybe it is a band, but he just changed the name a little bit and it's actually not going to be the real band. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I would never do that. What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, so this is number four. Amy Lee and the Devil's Children. <laughs> All right. Well, Amy Lee's obviously Evanescence, isn't she? So I'm like... Yeah, but that's a fairly common name, right? No, that's, that's what I mean. Maybe she went on to do something else that I don't know about. <laughs> I think Jacob's first. I'm going to go false. Yeah. Or not. Sorry, not false. This is not a band. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go not a band too. Ah, uh, look at you both. You both got it right. Yeah, um, baby. Hey. Number five. Number five. Uh, Nevermore. Oh, man. You're up. You got it. Amy's first. Um, I'm going to go first not a band <laughs> i'm gonna go is a band Ooh. it is a band yep oh. on it, baby let's go From, so we're, we're for all aren't we jacob yep for all right. close to where you i think they might be finnish nevermore they're in they're, they're somewhere in there finland somewhere sweden um let's go with fetal alcohol injection Oh man, that just sounds horrible. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh quite so hard at that. I don't know why. It just just really caught me off guard. I love um, I love metal. Like some of the names are insane. Oh man, um, Jacob's first anyway. I'm gonna go with not a band. I'm also gonna go not a band. You're both correct. Yeah, we are five. So is it no five all right now? That's yeah, number, that was on, number six. Yeah, yeah, we're on number seven. Okay, the devil, you know. You got it, Amy. This is you. I think this is true. I think I've heard of this one. 
I think not true. Sorry, I don't keep saying true and false. I yeah, think I said, it is a, I the same thing. Yeah, you did it a minute ago, but I think that was because of me. Um, I think it is a band. Okay. It's definitely not a band. Alex, I'll take the win. Thank you. Oh, it is a band. Well, no! nope. I believe you're both wrong right now. So, <laughs> all right. This is number eight. Whitechapel. Yep. Oh, oh, this is a band. Yeah. Confident AF right now. This is a place near where I work. I was going to say. <laughs> Jack the Ripper hangs around there. Yep. Um, I feel like because of Jack the Ripper, it would be a good name for a metal metal band in that kind of, you know, it captures that. What did you what did you go for, Jacob? Oh, wait, yeah, there's a band. Fuck it, I'm going to go as a band. That is correct. Fun yeah, fact, they're actually a pretty big metal band from here. That's oh, what I thought. Really? I thought I've heard about Whitechapel yeah. before. My wife so. went to high school with uh, the lead guitarist. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. man, I'll give them a listen. They're, it's, it's very death metal, like <laughs> really guttural. Um, let's go with Panties. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, is I mean, we still, are we still playing or what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Is it my go first? Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead. You're good. I will. I feel like it's so obvious to say not a band, but it might be a band. I'm going to go for is a band. Alex, I'm more of a boxers person myself. I'm going to go not a band. <laughs> is briefs a band? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with briefs, please, Alex. Thank you. Yep. It is not a band. That's right. Darren, I'm thinking of thongs. Obviously, I think we're all obviously that fa- famous metal band. We're all so seven. is this number eleven or twelve? This is number. Ooh, that's a good question. This is number eleven. I, I these are out of order, so I can't keep. It's hard to keep up when I'm okay. What I'm doing, I'm jumping. I think around. you got seven, right? Were you seven all right now? You I both missed two, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we're seven on all. ten. Ten. Yeah. Look we're at that. Math. We're so good at this. We're so good math. at this. Yep. Fireball Ministry. That is a great name. Oh, if, that's- if it's not, yeah, but say if it's not a band, um, I'm gonna go is a band. No, is it not? No, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Alex? What do you think? <laughs> decision. I'll go with no. No, it's not a band. I'm gonna go with not a band as well. Both wrong. Yeah, so let's say it is oh, a band. A bit. That's 11. a really good name for a band. All right, number eleven. Here we go, baby. Number eleven. Dick withdrawal. Okay, well. <laughs> That's funny on two levels, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you withdraw your dick or you yeah. have withdrawal from dick. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, do I have withdrawals from dick all the time. <laughs> oh, man. It's a it's a growing problem in today's world. Um, oh, fuck. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with not a band. You know what? I'm going to be controversial here and I'm going to go is a band because it sounds like it is a band. This could be the deciding one, even though there's one left. Oh no. It is not a band. Oh damn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, number 12. Here it comes. Here it comes. It could be a tiebreaker right here. Yep. The smartest thing to do is just to answer what the other one does. Exactly. Yeah. So then we can't. <laughs> well, I'm not very smart. Now am I, Alex? <laughs> um enter the haggis. Oh man. Do you, I'll let you go first on this one, Amy. You got no, it. you gotta go first because oh, I have to go your, first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's a good question. Is that a band or not? That's a great question, Alex. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Is a band? Are you gonna okay. go with you? But it sounds it, so absurd. I don't know. Oh, now I'm second guessing myself. Hurry, answer. I can't. I don't know. I'm second guessing myself. 
God. Did you say um, yes? I said it is a band, yes. I will go with, just to spice it up a little bit, I'll go with it's not a band. It is a band. <laughs> I... Uh-oh. You got one more on there? We got a tiebreaker? Uh, yeah, I can come up with one. Or right. find one. Let's see here. I've got my list. Let me yeah, but it's yeah. funny if he's like, I can make one up quick. Yeah, I can like, make cool. one up. Let me Not find my list. <laughs> I've got a list. Um, let's see here. Okay, it's your turn. Who's, wait, whose turn? There's two people here. It's Amy's <laughs> turn. Okay. Black Label Society. Is a band. Damn. I had to, okay. Well, to be I've fair, got, I've got another one if you want to answer okay. the same thing. That definitely is a band because I feel like I've heard them before. So we should do sudden death. So you just give us one each. See if we can Ooh, get it. Like elimination style. Mm. Okay. Sudden death. Sudden death. Uh, okay. So that means Jacob's up. If you get this wrong, okay. Well, well I guess it didn't. Oh, yeah. So you're the only one that gets the answer. First person to get it wrong loses. Let's go. Well, the, she should yep. have a chance to steal. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah, I guess. That's fair. We, that's fair. Like, we're, we're bad a, at this. Okay. We this, has a a tie. <laughs> uh, this is the second or third tie, and I'm never prepared. It's no, no, no one ever is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never <laughs> think Jacob's going to get that many right, to be honest. Woo. Uh, okay. Here, okay. Here's one for you, Here we, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. Bruce Wayne's murdered parents. Oh man, it's so dark. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Poor Brucey. I'm gonna go is not a band. That's too dark. It is not a band. Woo! I'm still in it, baby. Let's go. Amy's thinking right now, God damn, I'm so hungry. Like- <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's cool. Don't you worry. I won't, right. I, won't, I won't get hungry. It's your turn. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Drown this city. Is a band. Correct. Oh, I think I've heard of Drown the City. Do you know I where they're like from? I have as well. They might be from around your area. They might be Australian. I think okay. they're from Atlantis, really. So same man, different hat. <laughs> Australia, Britain. Who knows these days? Yeah. Nah, they're all the same. <laughs> we, we had that discussion. All right. They're all the same, mate. Yeah, Jacob. Yes. Architects. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh man, that is a not a band. You are incorrect. <laughs> oh damn! I know it's about her face. She's like, oh, she's heard this one before. Like, oh, I've man. I've actually been to see architects. That's oh shit! Yeah, they're really really great. So, does that mean Amy wins, or does she have I'll to get, answer one right? I'll let her. You know, it's guess guess chooses. If you want to go for another one, or if what do you think? I'll let you have the win. It's okay. Not let you have the win. You won fair and square, but. Thank you for my pity win. <laughs> oh, here, I, here, I'll throw you a bone. Hey, I got it. Thank you. Mind the face. Slayer. Oh yeah, oh. that's well, that's. Yeah, bad. you win. Okay, come <laughs> on. That's okay. I thought you were literally just gonna be like Black Sabbath is a band, <laughs> not a band. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. Might as well. Hey. what a fun episode thank you so much for being here well before you go you can plug your socials and do whatever you'd like yes of course do that as well jacob's trying to jacob's trying to kick you off here all right we'll see you later he's he's just angry now (laughs) um cool so uh yeah if uh like alex you're really into video game narrative then uh you should listen to my game fiction addiction which is uh you can find us on twitter at my game fiction 
or you can find me on Instagram at my game fiction addiction. Um, we have had a bit of a break just because I've been crazily working in next gen shit and uh, moving house, but we should be coming up with a new episode hopefully next week, fingers crossed. So, and then we're hoping to have them quite regularly after that. So, uh, yeah, give us a follow and uh, lend us your ears if you are into gaming and especially storytelling games. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it, really. Um, other than that, I'll probably pop into your eyeballs at some point on an IGN video talking about talking smack about games. So, do you want to give your personal Twitter out or no? Oh, no, I mean, I'm Amy Mallet. That's my human given name. So if you <laughs> go for at, at Amy underscore Mallet is me on Twitter. And then I've got a rather wanky, um, rather wanky Instagram, which is um, I think therefore I Amy, which is uh, like a phil- philosophy joke as such. So yeah, that's me on Instagram. So yeah, feel, like feel free to to if, reach out if there's any sort of thing you want to do with us regarding games, because that'd well, be pretty cool. We thank you so much. Thank coming. you guys so much. It's Definitely really want to have you back so we can talk about British conspiracy theories. Yeah, which I was literally going to say, uh, we uh, haven't even covered that. We've been talking for yeah, seven and a half all hours. On our episodes. Yeah, seven and a half hours. Get, Could you imagine get, doing a podcast for seven and a half hours straight? Uh, that oh would be God. a whole week's worth of episodes. We just split it up <laughs> into an hour each day, and that's all we would I'm, do. I'm really glad, though, because we've been chatting for two and a half hours, and there it's, hasn't been a dull moment. So no. at least we know that next time we'll be smashing it with the conspiracy theories. We'll oh, save yeah. that for next time. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.